0: Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site, and we do it for free, including the site itself, uh, FTL. 2.0 2.0 now allows you to interact with other listeners in that you get to submit show prep suggestions, uh, whatever you want, news news stories, videos, blog posts, whatever you think our listeners would enjoy. You can submit them to the site and other listeners can vote them up or vote them down and uh, as can you, vote other people's submissions up and down. So head over to freetalklive.com, get yourself an account. It is completely free. That's freetalklive.com. So Mark, I was looking through the industry trades today and our talk radio business and one of them was mentioning uh, one of our competitors. And I don't know if – I guess competitor is an accurate fr- phrase, even though we're not on during the same day part as uh, as he is. I think, yeah, they're not a all, direct
1: competitor. I they're mean, all competitors to
0: some extent. Let's I mean, just call
1: him another talk show host. Yeah, another talk show host. Who wishes he was a libertarian, uh, Neil Bortz. Now, come on. That's he's, so mean. Th- the fact is both you and I have listened to Neil Bortz. He brought us along on the path of liberty to some extent. Yeah, It just te- thinks he's a libertarian. That's terrible to he say. He wishes he
0: was a, li- a libertarian. He's, he's probably one of the closest cases that talk radio has. If you look at the mainstream uh, syndicated talkers out there, to Neil Bortz's credit – He's certainly further along the path than uh, than Glenn Beck is, for instance, who is another character who calls himself a libertarian. Uh, both of these.
1: Why, I- why is it that he's further along? Because of the drug war thing. I'm pretty sure he's real good on the drug okay, war. Okay, Neil yeah. Bortz. Yeah, well, Neil Neil Bortz is very good on the drug
0: war. Neil Bortz actually has spoken at libertarian conventions and things like that. Uh, so he's Glenn Beck would speak at them too if they paid him. If they paid him, yeah. Uh, so anyway. Uh, He's a little further along, maybe a lot farther than, uh, than Glenn Beck. I'm not real sure. I haven't listened to, uh, to his show in a while, but they both still favor the war, uh, and they make excuses for, for killing people, uh, innocent people around the world, and i sorry, that's just not a pro-liberty position. Anyway, one of the things that uh, also Neil Bortz is just not libertarian about is the idea or not liberty-minded about is the idea of the fair tax. He's got a real thing for uh, changing around the tax structure in Washington, D.C. And we actually had the fair tax people on this program a while back. There's a lengthy interview available on our guest page at guest.freetalklive.com. And uh, we, we did a fairly, I think, thorough job of really delving into what this fair tax thing entails and... One of the, uh, I guess, quick points you can make on it is the idea that the government is somehow going to get rid of the income tax and replace it with a fair tax, this so-called fair
1: tax, this uh, flat tax. is pretty silly. not confident enough that they're going to get rid of the income tax. No. I'd be willing to trade you the income tax for the fair tax. I'd be willing to do that. I just don't believe that I'm going to actually have that option and I shan't make the offer to trade anything until the other party has made their offer.
0: Yeah, it's not bloody likely. If they were to go through with this and they're there's no indication that they will. There's there's no indication that this is uh, in any way going to become a political reality. It's just something that allowed Neil Bortz to sell some books.
1: Uh, yeah, if they were to know, go, it's good it's good for a talk show host to have shtick.
0: Yeah, if they were to go through with it, uh, then it's very likely they would keep the income tax, but they would say t- they would tell folks that like they did back when the income tax came around. They would tell folks that, oh no no, don't worry, we're just gonna we're gonna keep the income tax, but only for the richest one percent. Only for those people, you know, those darn by evil people with the, uh, the, what, 95% of the wealth or whatever the statistic is. They're, it's only going to go after them. Those are the only people that will have to suffer the wrath of the income tax uh, heretofore. And, of course, Americans would eat it up. Oh, my God, thank you for freeing me from the income tax. See, this federal government is possible to change. It is possible to reform. And what they'd really do is, of course, they'd put in whatever a 30% uh, flat tax, is. I think is the proposal, basically, for this so-called fair tax. Close. Uh, a 30% sales tax, basically, which is built into the uh, the total of the, pro- uh, the price of the products, uh, as I understand it, doesn't yep. show at the register, so people wouldn't really even realize necessarily what's going on. And then what they would do is they'd slowly ramp up the income tax again. They'd ramp it down to, okay, well, you know, it's, times are tough here. We need a little bit more top revenue. Top 5%. Top 5% now. And then, okay, if you're making over 50000 or if you're making over thirty, they would just change it. You know, a few years down the line, they'd change it. Change the rules, more, and what are you going to do? They'd change it again. You got it again. And before you know it, five, ten years down the road, you're paying the income tax and a 30% uh, that, sales
1: tax. That seems too quick for me to, to believe that, but maybe. you know, Who knows? Who knows? It's all speculation.
0: Years. I mean, we're all just, we're in the world of speculation right now because it's pretty unlikely this is going to go through. Yeah, right. They're going to repeal the 16th Amendment. Ho, ho. The other thing uh, is about this fair tax that's worthy of mention is the rebate factor. Yeah. I found this particularly insidious. And the idea that a so-called libertarian could support any plan with this in it.
1: Everybody scoots a little closer to the radio. What's so insidious?
0: It is the idea that every American household would receive a check on I believe it's a monthly basis. Yeah, it's a monthly check from the federal government yeah. as a rebate for uh if you're poor buying stuff at the store. The for idea this, would be that... The,
1: the lowest you know, everybody gets a check for the lowest amount that you make or something like that. For, so everybody makes below 20,000 um so everybody it, gets a check for the, flat for the check. first 20,000 that you get. It's, but if you make 14,000 you're going to get a smaller check than somebody who makes 30. Does that make sense?
0: I thought it was a flat check across the board for everybody. That, uh, as I understood it, it was just a. It didn't. It wasn't based on your income. It was just we, the federal government, had deter- have determined that the, a poor family would spend this on groceries. So we are going to give you this amount because the idea is to avoid the sales tax on uh, on groceries. We can
1: agree that there's a monthly check. How's that?
0: There is a monthly check.
1: And, and the likelihood that it's going to be distributed fairly makes no sense to me. The government doing something fairly? Come if
0: on. if you think that welfare is bad, if you think that welfare gets people hooked on government money and turns them into dependent individuals rather than independent uh, people, if you believe that welfare <coughs> is, uh, is wrong and should be replaced by private charity and voluntary uh, ways to help people, which is what I believe, then you couldn't possibly support this so-called fair tax program because... You're literally talking about a welfare check from the federal government going to every household in America, based well, I think on the, Social Security numbers.
1: I think that charity's good, and I think the government welfare, uh, you know, institutionalizes poverty. I think that it keeps people down and doesn't allow them to grow out. Whereas yeah. charity, um, ex, you know, has the expectation that they will grow out of whatever problem it is that they have.
0: But do you agree that that is particularly insidious and in that it would hook every American household ex, essentially on welfare?
1: I, they're they're all hooked anyway. They're not all with the, with the earned income tax credit. Yeah, uh, the hundred nine thousand people that uh, that file taxes out. One hundred nine million people that file taxes yeah. out there. Um, yeah,
0: <laughs> they're okay. already getting welfare. Well, not every American household. I is. am getting
1: welfare. No really from the 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 I file taxes wow. yes
0: all right well uh I don't believe I'm getting
1: I don't believe I'm getting welfare in in any way shape or form no i don't think you are you're not buying, filing taxes
0: right and i probably wouldn't get the fair tax thing cuz i don't uh, pay into social security i think they were going with social security i don't know how they were going to figure I don't pay out into households and all that i don't know how they were going to what the plan was to uh, ascertain who would get these checks but they were intended to go to every household so i thought that was really so wrong. that would be
1: no amish and no uh, pastors would then get uh, get that if they i don't going think the amish would cash the checks you don't? I don't think so. Maybe they would. They Maybe don't they really wouldn't. seem to want to have much to do with the government. Depends on, you're making a broad statement about a group of people. That's some true. Some of them would,
0: some of them wouldn't. Okay, fair enough. But the Amish folks have seemed seem to me to be a little more principled than the average American. I think that's a fair thing to say, as far as trying to stay independent of dealing with the state and, and uh, paying them and obeying them. They believe in living simply, sure. Yeah. So this uh, Neil Bortz character, had, and he's teamed up with uh, a couple of other talk show hosts, Michael Reagan, who is... Uh, Basically, a failed talk show host. He had a, a syndicated show and is now not really that syndicated. He's on like one of those Christian talk networks, and so he's kind of heard on some obscure stations here and there. <laughs> uh, who are we talking about? Right. I mean, we're not on obscure stations. I can tell you, we have bigger stations than Michael Michael Reagan
1: does. Okay, good.
0: Uh, and also, Mike Huckabee, who is also, I guess, a sometime talk show host and former politician. He's sat in for some people. Yeah, he's uh, he's got his own daily feature. Anyway, these talk show hosts have teamed up for what they're calling... The online tax revolt. Yes, it doesn't require you actually getting out of your chair. Yes, it doesn't <laughs> require you actually going to Washington, D.C. to wave a sign. It requires no socialization whatsoever. There's no none of the benefits that accrue from actually getting together at some sort of physical location. And I'm one of the critics of, uh, of protests because I don't think they really do much. But I believe there's a social aspect to them, a, a networking aspect that I, that I think is valuable. So I think there is value to a a protest, an in-person protest. This is all online. Excellent.
1: I I hate having to get up.
0: We'll give you some of the details here. Yeah, but what's it going to do besides make people feel good? (laughs) I I don't Uh, know. We'll give you the details. We'll give you their pitch. More coming up here. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. I'm not sure if this one's worse than the last one we talked about. We'll explain. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. It's a sickle CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got our webcam and chat room all on the same page. You can watch, listen, and interact with our other listeners free at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam freetalklive.com.
1: If there's one thing that I would strongly recommend that you get for your family, without hesitation, it'd be the TigerLight T100 non-lethal personal protection device. Sometimes when you buy something, you just really know you've made a good decision. And that's the case with the TigerLight. Go to Tiger.freetalklive.com. That's Tiger.freetalklive.com. All right,
0: we continue here. Coming up, we're going to tell you more about this online tax revolt that I think is particularly silly. Uh, But first, we go to your phone calls about what you want. Nick is in Kentucky on the amp line. Hello, Nick. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Nick?
2: I just want to tell you a quick story about uh, what happened to me the other day in court. Oh, do tell. uh, Yes. Um, And actually, it wasn't me going to court, uh, or at least I wasn't told to come to court. Uh, I went to the courthouse and paid... Um, my registration for my vehicle that they say that I have to pay them to drive. But anyway. Right. um, On the
1: roads they they make you pay for.
2: Right, exactly. (laughs) So anyway, I'm in there, and um, I had a little time off from from work, and I decided, you know, I just want to go in and observe the court, and uh, specifically maybe a jury trial that I could just Mm. go in and observe. And yeah, they make it seem. But
1: they make it seem like on TV you can do that.
2: Yeah, well, exactly. That's what my point's coming to. Um, but anyway, so I, again, call me crazy, but one, uh, I just really was just curious, and I had never seen a jury trial. And two, I, I was, you know, I wanted to see the oppression that was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come in there. I'll walk, or I just, uh, I look at the docket numbers and all these other things, and find out that there's a, a, a trial going on. So I walk into the, the courtroom, and, I, and I'm very respectful. I'm quiet. I'm one of these guys who you, know, um, you guys have discussed earlier in the week about being very angry about the state and, and, and all these other things. Um, I'm coming more to the, the peace side of it. And, uh, I mean, I don't advocate violence. I just mean that I'm so angry at oh, why yeah. these people are doing the things that they're doing.
1: I don't blame you. I'm um, by no means all the way on the peace, peace side on this
0: one. <laughs> I'm working my way, right, way over it's there. A constant, uh, it's a constant struggle.
2: Right. So, so. But, but again, I, I knew that in this particular place that you know I better be somewhat respectful, so I didn't end up in handcuffs.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so I, I quietly entered the uh, the courtroom, and as soon as I entered the courtroom, um, you know I really have no idea what's going on. I just see a bunch of people on the jury uh, in the seats and everything, and I walk in and notice that there's no one in there as far as uh, the seats that are open and available. And I mean, all the seats are available. I walk in, and this guy, uh, this bailiff, comes up to me and says, uh, excuse me, you need to leave.
0: <laughs> so yeah, you were in the courtroom at the docket said uh, the trial was scheduled for that time.
2: Right, exactly. Okay. So I come in there, and this guy, I mean, he, immediately, I mean, he, he didn't actually touch me, but he came close. And uh, he's like, you need to leave. And I ask him, you know, again, being a liberty-loving person and being a little more educated than maybe the normal person walking in there, um, I said, I thought that, uh, that constitutionally that the uh, trials were open to the public. And he really didn't like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, I bet he didn't. We hate it when uh, people no, it talk about the Constitution around here.
2: Right. Well, this is where it gets even better. I said, I, again, without confronting him, he was a guy with the gun on his hip. I walked out, and then um, I went right across the street to the – or not a street, right across the hallway there to the county attorney's office. And I walk in there and I say, look, um, and I was playing a little dumb here. I was like, look, I, I thought that, uh, you know, it may be my mistake, but I walked in this room over here and uh, the guy escorted me out that I couldn't either. I, I, I thought that, you know, that all the files were open to the public. And so, this <laughs> of course, with it, without making this story too long, basically I was sent on a mission <laughs> by, you know, bureaucratic means. I got yep. three different numbers and... Two to three different, four different people. Um, so finally, I get to the uh, county attorneys, um, one of the county attorneys, and he says, "Look, it's actually a jury selection going on for a trial. You can't be in there." And I'm like, "Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. You know, that's okay." Mm-hmm. And I left the court, or the court, the the thing up there. So then, just me being curious, I look on my look on the internet, and uh, to see if that, in fact, was. You know, you couldn't be in there. Well, it turns out that the U.S. Supreme Court um, voted a 7-2 decision in January um, that, in fact, it was open to the public uh, or that all trials or processes of the trials, including jury selection, were open to the public. Mm -hmm.
0: So basically the bureaucrat lied to you, which is uh, one thing – He
2: probably
1: didn't even know the difference. They just do what they do.
2: Right, right. So I walk back in there, and this is where it gets really funny. I walked back up to that the, the guy's office, the, the county attorney who I just talked to, and I said, hey, you know, again, I, I just wanted to let you know. Is this the same, same, same
1: day? Yeah, is same, this the same day? That was my question, too.
2: Oh, yeah, right, like two minutes later.
1: So you, w- where would you look on the Internet? You had like a one of them smartphones?
2: Yes, I have an iPhone. All right, great. Okay, very good. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I, I went in there, and I, and I had presented this to him. Well, he just blew up and got very defensive. He said... You must have some kind of agenda here. No one comes off the street starts starting to spout off a no, U.S. Supreme Court. No, they
1: don't. <laughs> You're right, they don't. He's absolutely <laughs> correct ab- about that part. However, right. he's wrong about the agenda part. Yeah, no one right. goes into and a courtroom
0: I, without uh, you know,
1: some sort of uh, order to no be there, typically. No one tries to hide their public proceedings and behind closed doors unless they're doing something wrong, sir.
2: Right, and that's kind of what, how I presented to him. And uh, he got very defensive and said, I don't want to talk to you. And I said, well, look. How about I just want someone to answer a question for me. I'm not even being, you know, I'm not trying to be argumentative here. I just honestly want to know an answer. Can someone give me an answer as to why I can't cannot be in there if this is the case? And he couldn't give me an answer. So, again, I, I went round and round and round and round. round uh, finally, to a conclusion of the story, which is kind of interesting, again, a small victory on my part, but the, um, just for my own personal gains. But I walked to the the uh, the count or the, uh, court administrator, and she ends up getting a, a, a judge on the phone Um, and talks to her about this. Well, then she gets off the phone and says, look, you were – I had a judge on the phone. She said – and gave me her name as well. I asked for the name of the judge. Um, And she said, you need to go down to the sheriff's department and file a complaint about the judge because that was unconstitutional, and you should be able to be in there. And uh, here's here's the best part. As soon as she's telling me that, the judge who was in the room who had kicked me out was walking in the room and uh, he kind of had a small conversation with me, opens the door and says, oh, hi, sir. I'm sorry. I, I must have been mistaken earlier. I really apologize for that. I shouldn't have done that. And he gave me some long excuse about he thought it was another trial or he thought it was some- somebody else. And-, and I said, no, I'm just a member of the public wanting to you know, come in and deserve – Goes, well, I really, you, there's no need for you to go down to the sheriff's office. Mm-mm. I really apologize. In fact, I'm going to be on uh, on another case or another court trial uh, later. Would you like to come in and, and view that?
3: Wow! <laughs> and, so, uh, so I just it. thought
2: it was amazing that I got an apology from yeah. the
1: judge. Wow, that's <laughs> uh, that's some great groveling. That is pretty <laughs> yeah, amazing. How
0: much I, time I got, did you invest into this entire uh, ordeal?
2: Uh, probably about 45 minutes or so. It wasn't that long. And uh, it then after I in fact you are still here.
0: Hello. Uh, Hello. Oh,
2: sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so
0: that was my victory sport. Thanks for having me. All right, cool. Thanks for the call tonight. The music is sometimes disconcerting. Yes. 800-259-9231. That's the Seykel CAI toll-free line. That's why it's uh, good to go in with more than one person when you go into court with cameras. Free Talk Live.
4: Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crum had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crum is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission: infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of El Neal Smith's Phoebus Crum online now at bigheadpress.com/pk.
0: We are back with more Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, by the way, are free, including our bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. It is virtually unmoderated, so a word of warning to you. BBS.freetalklive.com gets you there. It's totally free. BBS.freetalklive.com. Mark, tell me about
1: gold.freetalklive.com. It's probably the place you should go if you're looking to buy gold or silver here in the relatively near future. Before you make any commitments, go to gold.freetalklive.com. I've picked some coins there, and... uh, you know, you should check the rates. I believe them to be really great rates. Um, And we also have a layaway program for people who, you know, not so good at uh, saving money. Like I've been in my life. All you have to do is call this number, ask for the layaway plan. You can put, uh, take 20 coins, whether they're gold or silver, pay on them weekly or biweekly, whenever you get your paycheck, when you're done paying, they'll send you the 20 coins and then you can do it all over again. It's a great way to get real money saved in your possession rather than, you know, putting, FRNs in the bank. God knows what's going to happen then. You can call 877-857-9938. It's 877-857-9938. Or if you just want to go by, it's gold.freetalklive.com.
0: Okay, toll-free number here again, 800-259-9231. We talked about last night a very silly uh, protest idea, and we may have a sillier one tonight. It's kind of a toss-up. I'm not sure which one is more fruitless and futile. Uh, We'll get into some of the details here, but your calls are the primary element. So we go to Evan in Michigan. Evan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello? Hello? Evan, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
5: Hey, how's it going? Um, I'm calling about two separate things, but uh, I guess I'll start with the first thing. The first thing is the census. Um, Just to be clear, you guys aren't filling it out.
0: I have it right here, and
1: it is not filled out. I uh, haven't seen it.
5: Lucky you. Um, well, I'm calling because I stay in the house with two other guys who are in college, roommates. And mm-hmm. uh census came the other day, and they were really excited about filling it out. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is a great idea. You know, and I'm like, uh. So they go ahead and fill it out because it's one for household, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it comes to me, and I, I look at it, uh, read through it. <laughs> I read the whole black Negro thing and I'm black and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> so, um, it gets to me and I'm like, and I just don't want to do it, you know? And so what ended up happening was I pretended to fill it out and <clears throat> put it in the, in the, le- in the letter that you send it back in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I told him I was going to mail it, but I haven't it's just sitting in my car right now. Um, because I was trying to take the approach that Wayne, what said a few days ago, which is just to answer that first question, which is how are you doing your household? But my thing is, I don't want, will I endanger my friend, my roommates slash friends like, if I don't put in my information? Because they did already, and they put three as the households? I don't know.
0: I would say, do uh, I, I doubt they're in danger of anything. Um, it's not their responsibility, right, to put your information in. They put the information they felt like they wanted to put in. You are putting in the information you feel like putting in, which is nothing. So it I would nothing, say yeah. – But
1: you, you've you made a, a, a tacit commitment to put that in the mailbox, and I think – Oh, no, he should send it because yeah, they,
0: they want to send it in, so you shouldn't stand in the way of, and of just their remember obedience.
1: It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter whether you fill it out or don't fill it out.
0: Well, he's worried it might matter for them. Well, like, might, know, Are they going to face it, a fine or could, something?
1: Right, it could matter. Yeah. matter in some small way if you don't fill it out. But it, it really in the in the grand scheme of things, it's a, it is a rather minor protest, which is fine. Do it. I'm gonna, you know, I'm fine. Great. I'm not going to give him my information <laughs> either. But um, you know, don't don't imagine that you're uh you're holding them back at the door with a shotgun. You know what I mean? Yeah,
5: yeah. I just don't want to get fined or anything like that. I mean. I don't care if they come out, so I'm just not going to answer. I just don't want like the whole house to get fined or anything like that because I'm not paid, I don't see how I'm they not, could
1: but... I don't see how they can enforce the fine. Um you know they, they they're getting <laughs> they attached fill... the fine to something and...
5: Right. And they're getting
0: out a filled in I mean they're getting back a filled in, filled in census. So if they're going to be finding people, it would seem more likely they would find the people that don't fill it in, uh but then again, <laughs> they I, who knows what they will do. They are government bureaucrats. They do have power and they are unpredictable. I would say that it's very unlikely your friends will, will have any liability, but what do I know? I'm just talk show host.
5: Right. And the other thing is that it might work to my advantage that because we're, our lease is ending soon, and I'm graduating this semester uh, in early May. Yeah. And I was told that when they send people, it's going to be like late April, mm. and I may or may not be here, so it won't even matter. Like. They come around and no one's going to be in the house, I guess. So. Odds Whatever. are good that if they Ooh. come
0: around and your roommates are still there, your roommates will give up your information on you, and there's probably not much
1: <laughs> you can do about yeah. that. You know, and it, it, if not, your neighbors will do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: that reminds me, I need to talk to my tenants and tell them to yep. not uh, do
1: that. They're probably going to recognize that black guy walking out of the apartment. They're going to mention it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
5: So thanks for sharing yeah, that, Evan. Anything else up. on your mind tonight? Yeah, I was calling because uh, also because of relationships with uh, uh, the opposite sex and my recent like experiences with them, in the sense Ooh. that uh, how do you deal with you know flaky girls? I guess did you
0: get stood up? You
5: know? Kind of, not really though. Like
3: describe flaky. Girl.
5: Well, flaky is in the sense that like when you. St- say you're going to do something and they're like yeah all about it and all of a sudden they uh when it comes time to do it they're not about it or they just don't so are we talking about
0: you scheduled a date and then they canceled on you before they didn't stand you up but they canceled the date in advance right and how many times has this happened is it the same girl have you met her in real life
5: yes (laughs) i've met her (laughs) we go to school together and i just don't know uh What's up with Okay, her okay, wait, 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 right.
0: let me get this, the details here. So, one girl is what we're talking about. We're not talking about multiple girls? Yep. Okay, one girl, how many times has she canceled uh, on you?
5: Uh, Like, twice. It's weird because uh, we were really good friends at first, and then I tried to do, you know, take it to the next mm-hmm. step or, you know, yeah. just pose that question or whatever. And then as soon as that happened, she, I don't know, I don't really know what, going on but she's like doesn't care or just doesn't want to return calls
0: so she doesn't she's not returning calls so when she when she canceled the uh the date how did she go about canceling it through text so she sent you she sent you a text to say she couldn't make it uh since and then uh, what did you reschedule what was the second cancellation what was the first one What was the second one was it a similar kind of date tell give me a little more detail
5: well the first one was through text the second time she just didn't text me at all, like, she—or didn't call me or get in contact with me at all. So, wait, I the second her.
0: time, had she agreed to meet with you?
5: Yeah, she did.
0: Okay, but then she didn't cancel, so does that mean you were stood up? Tell me a little more about that, the second time.
5: Uh, well, I was just hoping that, like, when it got closer to the time, we were supposed to meet in the afternoon to just uh, go out running, uh, and she— uh, basically didn't call me or whatever and then the next time i saw her which is like a, two weeks ago which is yesterday or whatever and i asked her about it she's like yeah the, i thought the weather was bad so i just didn't even you know
0: so she a, are
5: so both are have
1: both of these dates been for running
5: no 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 okay just no. great
1: because i mean I'm, I'm not interested in your dates if that's the case <laughs>
5: <It's> <laughs> no we're work. both like athletic people and we both run and yeah, we're there's nothing fast, wrong with that uh, i'll take your, your word for it man that. <laughs> I'm just kidding
0: I, no I'm just not interested that. in running uh, Some people liked her <laughs> I used to do that uh, So okay so so You actually showed up at the at the point Where you were to go running and she was not there
5: Well the funny thing About that is I, the same day I was Coming back in from New York And I couldn't actually even Make it but like the thing is I was anticipating that she would call Or something you, know? did,
0: you te- did you text her or call her to tell her that you couldn't Make it
5: No, I didn't. I wasn't. I was just going to see if she was going to call me because it was already scheduled, you know, so. like.
0: So you kind of both dropped the ball on that one then. Right. Because neither of you called. She doesn't know that he dropped the ball. Right. She didn't know. I want to hang on. I want to get into this because we haven't actually answered the question yet. The question, of course, is, you know, is she uh, messing with you here and what's going on? Uh, So hang on, Evan. If you've got some thoughts for Evan, maybe you are one of our lady listeners. Uh, or anybody with thoughts on this particular issue. 800 259 Is two cancellations uh, enough evidence that something is amiss? It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. For as little as 3 bucks a month, we take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations. Uh, we use it to reach out to more internet listeners, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. You get perks like access to the uh, the commercial-free break free, uh, commercial free podcast, uh, AMP-only podcast, AMP-only forum as well. Go get all the details, the AMP-only call-in lines. It's all yours. amp.freetalklive.com. You can sign up with PayPal, any major credit cards, some alternative options available too at amp.freetalklive.com dot com. It makes a big difference for us. And uh, you get some perks. So, we continue here. Evan is on the line in Michigan. College student. Uh, m- knows a girl on campus. Has been very good friends with her, apparently. You decided you wanted to take the friendship to the next level. And right. you invited her out to uh, do something. What was the first uh, thing? We know the second thing was running. What was the first date?
5: Um, it was to a
0: movie or something. Uh, um, uh, dinner out. Uh, dinner yeah. and a movie, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. So, so you invited her out to that. You had an agreement. She texts you to let you know. And how in advance? How far in advance did she text you? Might I ask? Three hours. Three hours in advance. She texts you to let you know that she's not going to be able to make it. Uh, you don't. You did not reschedule that particular date at that time. You then scheduled a running date later on. You're both fairly uh, athletic. And so you scheduled a date for running. She uh, did not end up canceling on you. You didn't end up canceling on her. You didn't. You couldn't make it. She didn't make it either. And did I recap everything appropriately so far?
5: Yeah. And the reason I didn't call her, it was just kind of like I wanted to test and see, like, I guess if she actually cared. Because, you know, for me, it's like if you schedule something and I can't make it normally, I'll call, you know, or I'll let you know. You That's know, the appropriate something.
0: thing to do. Absolutely. Right. Right so Mark, I mean the question here you 're uh, one who 's dated a number of women in uh, in your years uh well, I mean what do you think here is he is he is spinning his wheels I mean is this I'd a, be friendly she,
1: friendly to her when you see her and wouldn 't ask her again if she 's interested in going out with you she 'll say something um you know that i I, I get the this. I get the impression this is a girl who's too immature to be able to say to you, uh, for whatever reason she doesn't want to go out, or um, you're just not that. She's just not that into you for whatever reason. I, you know, I'm best best explanation I've got. Your time's too valuable to spend ask, waiting on her. Right,
5: and it's funny. We, I've actually been going around with this girl for a while. It's just. Sometimes I think maybe she's just a huge tease, you know, and sometimes that's misleading, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And I never told her that. But um, before we had this situation with dating, like what have I had actually asked her prior to that, and she said yes, and then to like trying to go date or whatever. But um, later I found out that she said that because uh, she felt uncomfortable, I guess. I don't know what saying no or something.
0: Mm-hmm. How did you find because that out? Hmm? how did you find that out
5: (laughs) through one of our mutual friends Uh like two months later
0: so she told her uh, so she told her is what was it a girlfriend
5: no it was a guy like a guy friend
0: so she had a guy (laughs) friend
5: of hers pass
0: on to you that uh she was uncomfortable saying no to you when you asked her out
5: well she didn't have him pass it on to me i she just kind of said it to him and, Mm. and then he he was just kind of sat on that information for a while uh and didn't tell me. And do you trust uh-huh.
0: him to tell you the truth, or is it possible he's just a Yeah, we're good up?
5: friends. And, okay. But then again, like I, I was mad at him for about it for a while, but then I ended up just being like, you know, it's not really his fault. He's just like the messenger of me, and I don't know.
0: What I kind of time frame was, are we talking about here between uh, first and second dates and now? How long are we talking about?
5: Uh, well, with those two dates, that was within like two weeks of each other.
0: And, so. when, and now, then the last date to now, how far?
5: Uh, oh well, between the running and the movie date, that was two weeks, and before that—no,
0: no, no—from no. from the I'm running not, date from the running date to now.
5: Yeah, that's that. Oh, that was—I mean, that's, that was like a oh, week. So,
0: so we're talking about all of this went down within the last three weeks.
5: Yeah. Or so.
0: So she has not come to you and said, uh, she, she has not come to you and said, let's get a, a you know another date scheduled. You have not come to her and asked her, you know, hey, what's what's going on? Do you still do you still have an interest in uh, you know going out to dinner, etc. There has never been a discussion of the why of what's been going on.
5: Um, well, the funny thing is like. I ran into her the other day, and I asked her about it, and, and I was like, you know, I don't know what's going on. I guess you hate me or whatever, and she's like, Whoa. no, I've just been really busy, you know, and I, I'm like, mm. oh, okay. Does well, she work like, well, and go to school? No, she doesn't even work anymore. So
3: she just, <laughs> she goes just to school. She just partied a lot. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Mark, do you do you think he should not talk
1: to her? I mean, you said I don't, don't, no. I don't think he should uh, not talk to her. I think that I think uh, he should talk to her and you know yeah, see what's going I, on. I, I don't think there's any reason to no? approach it. I, I, you know, for one, uh, you're you're all about that communication. You guys haven't established a com- communication in this area well enough. She hasn't. She hasn't reciprocated with communication. She doesn't want communication in this area. So you're really just putting your heart out there for no good reason. Mm. Um, she hasn't right. she hasn't shown herself to be gentle with it. So she doesn't deserve it.
3: I right. see. Um, yeah.
5: my, another question for Mark is is how do you feel about forcing uh, a date? As in a sense, because I actually had a previous conversation with her about like dating, and she was like, "Well, I'm not really for it, but I feel like we'd have a lot of fun." And that, but then I told her like, well, if you don't really want to do it, we don't have to do it. And then, and then she kind of said, well, we can just do it, you know, or whatever. But uh, I was, and at that point, I was like, forget it, never mind, you know. Yeah, I, 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 like, think, I, don't I think
0: wanna... I, I think you're right, Mark. That uh, she clearly doesn't have the interest that she should in order to keep this moving forward. So yeah, I, I
1: and that, that's how I feel about it. And maybe she'll, um, you know, come to the conclusion at some point that uh, that she. Does have that level of interest because, you know, that she'll miss the friendship to some extent. I'm not saying you shouldn't try to be a friend. I'm just saying that there's going to be there's going to be this gap between you. There is because she hasn't fulfilled, uh, you know, her responsibilities and, you know, that have been created through conversation. And so there's going to be a certain level of a gap. Maybe she'll want to bridge that gap and maybe she won't. But you're best off by uh, just, you know, moving on.
5: Right. Well, I always thought, because, like, sometimes, you know, I hear people, like, you know, when you talk about people getting together or whatever, and the guy really likes it, but the girl has, like, no intention of, like, getting with her, and the guy just kind of shoves it until down her, not really shoves it down her, door, but, you know, like, uh, encourages it until the point where she finally says, yeah, or whatever, yeah. so I thought maybe... That, Is may that, describe, not, that, that, that may describe your situation. Um,
1: I don't. I, you're not going to get. What are you, What are you hoping to achieve out of by do by doing that? If you uh, are at a party and a girl's drunk and you keep on saying, "Come on, come on, come on," <laughs> at some point or another, she may give you what uh, you're looking for. You're just a douchebag at that point. But I think. um. You know, <laughs> You know, I don't know. It's not a relationship, and it's never going to. So, the
5: persistent doesn't work. Persistent, you
1: know. No, persistence is uh, great for Hollywood movies, and it's it, it's, <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> essentially stalking in real life. Um, and I think it's a real disservice that Hollywood has done for young men because it encourages them to essentially act weird. That's good. And it's a shame. <laughs> I think
0: that uh, that pretty much settles it. Uh, Ebony, any uh, yep. any other thoughts for us tonight?
5: uh no uh, that covers all the bases tonight all right hey, don't hesitate
0: to call back if you have any other uh thoughts because i sure do enjoy the relationship questions when they come up and they don't come up very often so thank you evan for the call and good luck out there 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line we continue here uh with your phone calls roy is in new york you're on free talk live hello roy
6: hey there guys
0: hey what's on your mind tonight roy
6: Well, that was an interesting last call. I'd like to say I agree 100% with Mark. I also dated a lot of girls, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that guy goes out and dates another girl, and then uh, this one comes around and says, oh, maybe I should go out with him after all. That's exactly what's going to happen. happen.
1: Once she sees him with another girl, you mean? As soon as he's holding hands with some other chick, it's going to change everything.
6: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, I wanted to talk about talk radio, actually. And I know... uh, Ian is fresh on the heels of coming back, rubbing shoulders with all the big wigs at the uh, talker's convention and stuff. Yep, it's true. Uh, I don't really have a whole point. Maybe just we could have a little bit of a discussion about it. Um, I'll start off by saying I don't really care for talk radio in general because I find that uh, the formula that the host will follow is that if you disagree with them, then they will turn down your microphone and yell on top of you, and there's a lot of ad hominem attacks. It's just a real low quality of uh, discourse in general. I think you guys are different. That's why I love I like listening to your show. But You're
7: just a darn liberal. That's what I have to say, darn li- <laughs>
6: dar- liberals, uh, commies. Yeah, and I, I'm, I, I have a hard Get time off my phones. The- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm right. kidding, of course. But yeah, but you know, does that stuff sell ads? What goes through the, the marketing people's minds? I know you guys have worked at traditional stations before. Like, what what kind of audience does that cater to? Is it just people that want to be patted on their back and kind of told their own opinions, or you know, I guess it's a question of talk radio and psychology of the listeners.
1: I'll ask. Yeah, I'll answer that question when we get back from the break.
0: <laughs> Pre-sell okay. Mark. Hang on. If you want to stick around, you're welcome to continue the discussion here in a moment. Uh, talk radio. Does it sell ads? Boy, does it. We can definitely talk about that. Uh, 800-259-9231. But I also agree that the industry is just pathetic as far as its variety of content is concerned. Uh, we'll
7: uh, delve in a little further. Hour two's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Oh, not long.
0: Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves, toll-free, 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line, as we launch into the second hour of the program tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. So head on over there when you get a chance, and enjoy the site. We go uh, back to your phone calls here, that's what the show is about, your calls about anything. Roy is in New York uh, are you with us, Roy? I sure am. So, Roy, you called in about uh, talk radio in general. You say you don't much care for it. Obviously, Free Talk Live is an exception for you, uh, but the the general state of talk radio, you're not too much of a fan of the you know the whole talking down to the the uh, the listeners, uh, getting a, a, a maybe perhaps putting on a a call that might disagree with the host, and then just running right over top of that person and cutting them off and You know, just generally being rude to people, that kind of thing.
6: Yeah, it's a a low quality of discourse. I like how you guys, you can have the, you know, flaming socialist call, and I want to hear what that guy has to say. You know, I Mm want to hear his points. I don't have to agree with him, but I'd like, you know, I'd like to have an intelligent conversation, or I guess you will have the intelligent conversation on my behalf, you know? So that's, uh, I would like to hear opposing viewpoints, but you don't get that with a lot of talk radio, because it's just all in your face, and... And yelling, so does this sell. Obviously, it does. But w- what's up with this? Why is there so little variety?
1: Even when they don't yell, it doesn't seem like they address topics uh, very in depth. And but they'll spend a whole hour on one topic. Well, right? th- no, I mean, um, when with a with a caller, because you know ah. you just don't get the other side at all. Whereas on Free Talk Live, we will attempt to handle the other side. And you know what? There's times that I feel that uh, we don't do as well as as other times, and it's because we don't thoroughly screen calls and know what they're going to say and, and all the things that other shows do. And I think that that's one of the things that makes Free Talk Live good. Um, the, disadvantage, True. the
0: callers can be really, really bad at sometimes, but we don't have to keep them on long. And uh, sometimes you get some really great calls that otherwise would be screened out on, on those other shows. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh,
1: um, what I'm saying is I think sometimes the that's callers what open phones will do. Right. I think sometimes callers will ask questions that we don't have the best answer for.
0: Yeah, and they understand. would screen those guys out too. You're right, right. absolutely. If the if they call, they have it.
1: crappy answers in the on the Republican and Democrat side. They have crappy answers. They know they have crappy answers. They don't want right. to answer your the questions. The screener
0: has the instruction to take anybody out of the call queue who might look, who might essentially upstage the host. Anybody that might make the host look dumb or uh, or ignorant or something like that, they will not put that person on the air because that on the major
1: shows. On some of the minor ones, they will. But if they do put you on, they'll they'll speak to you for one or two little sort of uh, you'll get to there's speak a two minutes or twice and then there's a two-minute rule in talk
6: in talk
0: uh, as radio soon as, as soon as
6: the host figures out that he's outclassed or whatever he'll shut off the microphone and you know give you some uh, platitude if it, or it even whatever, gets to that point
0: if they even yeah. put, put that caller on the air and and again the two-minute rule in many cases is very hard and firm they are told that a good talk show means that they get through a bunch of calls uh which means of course they can't actually find out what people believe they can't actually get into a real conversation Sometimes when we're on this program, I mean, sometimes if a call is just so bad, it has to go. Uh, but many times we'll have somebody on the line who, if we were to just do this two-minute rule nonsense, we would throw them out before they actually got to something really meaty that we could really dig into and learn about them and, and find out more about what their belief system is and that kind of thing. And, and there are some – in some callers, we've kept on for multiple segments just because – I've just wanted to, you know, to essentially mine, uh, mine their, you know, dig around in their mind for that long. It's been that interesting. Yeah, to he
3: me.
6: even gave Scott the bigot uh, multiple segments. I think the first co- first time he called.
0: That's true. Actually, he got a couple segments recently as well, but he doesn't get that too often, so I felt Well, I, felt I mean, inspired. he's
1: chronic. Um, so, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, if
0: you call every night, then, okay, we're not going to spend a whole bunch of time. Right. right. You it's, ever-
1: it's you know, You're know, you not going to get three segments every uh, the, the The angel right. guy uh, from a Saturday one Saturday night tried that one time. You know, He called in. He claimed to be an angel from the planet... Moron. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah we and, had him on uh, for an hour straight we had him on for an hour he called in like the next week or the week after and we're like yeah whatever bye. I'm not gonna work and, out and um, this time. you know, so we you know we're not gonna do that but um you know I think that the reason that uh, talk radio is combative as you as you're you know one of part of the complaint that you had is because that's how the political system is the political system combats uh, you know one group of people against another how do I yeah. feel about somebody who wants to raise my taxes to be, provide uh, health care for the poor the indigent the old or whatever, I feel like they're stealing from me. I'm angry oh. and upset. We, we get combative
0: sometimes on this program. I mean, I would like to think that we do it less often than, than other shows. I, I would hope that we approach things from a more intellectual standpoint. I think we and do it I, from I a think frustrated we, standpoint. Well, right. I think, do. I we think tend in to...
6: general you're a lot more respectful. I think
0: oh, we tend to respectful. to mirror the caller. So if the caller is being uh, angry and upset with us, in some cases we will go ahead and you know kind of uh, amp up to their level. But-
1: I had a caller on Saturday night, uh, the uh, the Bible apologist, who was so so very intelligent that I couldn't speak back to him. No, no, let me finish. Yeah. Um, you know he he was had You're not going be- to cut me off, are you? <laughs> and then you know kept on cutting me off while I was trying to talk to him. And, uh, you know, his his thing was he wouldn't listen to what I said. He would not respond to the things that I yeah. said. And, I you know, I raised my voice um, to in order to to get my point across. And, you know, I never did. How are you going to get an answer to the yeah. kind of questions I was asked?
0: Oh, so let's get to the other question you had, uh, Roy, when that was about, well, how do they, you know, do they actually make money on this stuff? Heck yeah. <laughs> the answer is talk radio is the most lucrative of all of the radio formats out there. It's not the most popular. It's the second most popular. The most popular format is country. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh,
0: but talk radio outbills. The talk radio station in most markets will be the number one biller, meaning they're the they're They make the station money. I don't makes, need to
1: be number one in yeah. ratings. I just need to be number one in money.
0: Right. So uh, And that's because, and there are a number of reasons for it, uh, because talk radio engages an audience in a way that uh, music radio just can't you know when you're when you're listening to talk radio you're you feel as though it's a one on one thing obviously it's not but there's that illusion that hey that guy's talking to me uh, there's that it's a very personal Rush medium is right i'm a ditto head it's a very personal medium and radio uh, music radio just doesn't have that Music radio can have a jock that can set them apart from another uh, another music station, but uh, music radio, typically, if you're listening to country, you can flip over to the other country station in the market, and sometimes you'll hear the same damn song on both of the stations. Oh, yeah, So there's yeah. there's a bit of a disconnect there. So that's one of the reasons why it, it bills so well and it does so well. Also, you can sell more with talk radio. People will put up with more commercials uh, on talk radio than they will music radio. Sure. There's about 16 uh,
1: commercials per hour in most uh, talk shows. Between. You're pushing you're, if you got 12 in an hour
0: of music radio you're really pushing oh, yeah. the limits oh yeah you're
1: pushing the limits
0: so you can sell more you can also sell things inside the show like we do live reads and things like that and also uh you know the Sakel CAI phone lines i mean that's something that uh, that you can sell you can sell the studio name if you Shrine want to trying female listeners yeah i mean so so there's a lot of more uh, more opportunities to monetize uh, a talk radio program but i definitely share with you the concerns about the, just the kind of the sad state of the content out there in general for talk radio. Unfortunately, the industry, and I think the reason why it's so dismal, there's there's mostly conservative talkers with this kind of uh, angry in your face, uh, "We are the you smartest are. thing ever" format. But the the progressive talkers aren't that different. Uh, the progressive talkers. Go ahead.
6: Do you see that changing, like with a, maybe a new generation, as you know, the millennials or whatever? Start <laughs> well, thing. that would that would
0: change if they actually allowed some new generation people right, on here. Who,
1: who are the new ones?
6: Okay. You know, well, so is... I, that's what I'm asking, is because you guys are in the industry. If you see, like, you know, a crop of you know guys starting to pop up or ladies starting to pop up hosts, I guess the Young Turks the is,
0: they're not on the radio anymore. They're, they're an not on the radio only. anymore. Sheesh. Uh, I mean,
1: the uh, the fact that Glenn is,
0: Beck's one of the younger talk show hosts. Yeah. He's in his late 30s. Isn't he the same age as you, Mark, or something like that? Well
1: I think he's a little older than a little me. Little older than that. But Rush isn't combative. If you listen to him, I mean, he's he just doesn't take he, calls. He's generally res- very respectful. Rush doesn't take calls. He doesn't he's mostly take very many. Monologue. No, mostly monologue. You're right about that. But the ones that do, they they tend to take them poorly, and they, you know, they, they're not very respectful of people. But that, Rush still has the "I'm smarter than everybody well, else" sure. attitude.
6: You know, I'm God yeah, with one uh, hand behind yeah, my back. I'm thinking mostly the local guys that I listen to. There's only one on the local station that I'd say has any class that he can, you know, that he treats his callers with respect, even when yeah. he disagrees. You know,
1: and there are the Savage. occasional Savage is terrible. Yeah, I that's... mean, if you would disagree with Savage, I mean, he'll he'll literally sound like he's going to have an aneurysm oh. someday. He will, <laughs>
6: uh,
0: and we'll get on some of his affiliates. And so, I, you know, in general, no, I don't really see that much young talent coming up in the industry. And the reason why is because the radio industry is full of people that. You know, they really don't – they see talk radio as, well, this works. So we'll just hire another Rush Limbaugh wannabe, and uh, we'll put them on the air. We'll sell their commercials, and that's what works. So why should we try something
1: else? In 2007, I asked Rush Limbaugh at the Talker's New Media Seminar, "Um, what's the next generation of issues-oriented talk sound like? And he said, why me? Look at our numbers in males 25 to 54. So I hope that answered your questions, Roy. Rush is it? the next generation of issues. Yeah, that was time. good. Thanks
0: right. for the conversation. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate it and glad you're listening out there. Uh, I also don't don't really care much for talk radio. That's why I started this show. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
7: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's Let's Fix Dinner. Find dinner ideas to bring your family together at the table at letsfixdinner.com. Juggling schedules so that everyone eats together can be tough. Try starting with one family dinner a week whenever you can fit it in. Take turns picking the meal and have everyone pitch in. Working together will bring your family closer, even if it is just once a week. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of your uh, these airwaves. They are your airwaves. If you Get take, your own if you darn in. airwaves, people. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them away, including our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. So the front page of our website at freetalklive.com is listener interactive in that you can submit new show prep ideas and videos and blog posts and whatever else you think our listeners might like. They get voted up and voted down. That's very user-created content now. And we still have our wiki where you can create virtually anything. It's like a listener-editable version of our website entirely. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com and you'll find out that it is free. wiki.freetalklive.com.
1: Cleaningcredit.com. If you're looking to buy a house or a car in the relatively near future, I'm telling you, you're going to save money, hundreds, thousands of dollars. If you go to cleaningcredit.com today, right now, um, because, first off, you don't know what you have on your credit form, I likely, if, if you're like the vast majority of Americans. And if you do have foreclosures, bankruptcies, judgments, liens, collections, late payments, or anything like that on your credit file, any kind of derogatory credit, you're getting, it's going to cost you more for the loan. So get it removed by going to cleaningcredit.com. Their rates are extraordinarily uh, you know, affordable at uh, $60 a month. And it's not like you have to stay on there. It's just $60 a month while they're cleaning your credit. Cleaningcredit.com. It's All a great right.
0: service. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. We go to Rick listening in California. Rick, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
8: Hey. Um- hey, Rick. On the, uh, on the last show, uh, the concept came up of maybe exposing your kids early to ecstasy just so they'd be more familiar with it. Uh, no, no, that balance.
0: wasn't wasn't uh, my suggestion. I, I didn't recommend that necessarily. But if you were going to do something like that, it would make more sense for them to do it with a family than, uh, than with uh, some uninformed t- uh, teenagers.
1: That was my point.
8: Uh, well, I mean, with something like alcohol, I, I agree with you on that. And my, my, uh, my parents did actually do, do that with me.
3: Smart um, move. Ex-
8: I, the reason that kind of scared me when it came up uh, about ecstasy is because there is some evidence that damages uh, uh, the brain is function. There? I mean, it, it's a it's a current issue in science. I mean, I've got a paper in front of me where people are researching it, and they've got images of kind of before and after brains. Rick, I, complete, can,
1: I, I completely understand where you're coming from, and certainly you're going to be able to find science on any drug that's bad for you. I mean, you would say that alcohols could be bad for you, right?
8: Yeah, sure. If you if you and, if you take enough of it, but I, I don't think taking a few glasses of it as a child are no. going to have any kind of measurable right. effect. Although the, with ecstasy, it may it may actually have an effect.
1: No. Sure, if this, no you're no. just claiming that's that's so. I, I've I heard these you make claims, that
0: claim. and I don't have the information in front of me, but I, I believe they've been fairly effectively rebutted. Go ahead, Mark, with whatever you were going to say.
1: I'm just, uh, you know, if if the if the claim that Ian made, and I was here, and I, that's what it sounds like it was to me, that, um, that it would be preferable for the child to be exposed to ecstasy in the um, setting of the home as opposed to the setting of, you know. Uh, some dirty club with uh, some pimply-faced kids that uh, give them bad advice about how to, you know, health care and things like that, um, I mean, wouldn't you agree that that's a preferable situation? Because, you know, the situation isn't whether or not your child does drugs, because unfortunately, as a parent, you really don't get to choose that.
8: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, it's better to, explain, if they have to be exposed, I agree it's better to expose them in the home than not. Yeah, so I mean,
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead.
8: Well, they said, uh, my dad said drugs will get you hooked, basically, and I, I took it to heart, mm-hmm. and I, I I felt like I don't have enough self-control to deal with that, so I just chose not to really get into them.
1: You know, and I think that kids listen to parents that take, you know, some, that that, that seem to show some level of uh, concern there, because my, my parents didn't even, uh, didn't address it at all with me, and, you know, I think I would have, you know, if they would have exposed me to alcohol a little bit, um, you know, or something like that, I think it would have you know, I, I would have probably listened more. I don't know. It's just a, it's all supposition to me. But, um, you know, I I, I think it's so scary, the idea that uh, you just send your kid out. Oh, well, marijuana is too dangerous of a subject to uh, be discussing with my child. So I'll send him out with his friends to figure it out.
0: OK, can we jump back here uh, real quick? I've been uh, searching around a little bit here on the Internet. And, Rick, I mean, just just glancing about ecstasy holes in the brain myth, uh, the search I, I put in here, there are various yeah. different ways to uh, to look at this. Uh, one site, HowStuffWorks.com, says, uh, in truth, the only thing that can actually put a hole in your brain is physical trauma to it. Uh, and then you can go into some of the, the details there. But, I mean, wouldn't you imagine that the government would like people to believe that ecstasy puts holes in your brain? Oh, the first time you use it, it, it puts holes in your brain? I mean, come on. Well,
8: well, I know it doesn't put holes in your brain. It's it's affecting the the uh, serotonin serotonergic system, which is the system that regulates serotonin.
3: Anyway, I mean, that's ecstasy does flood with. your
0: brain with, uh, with, I believe it is serotonin. Uh, but yeah, it does flood your brain with that. It essentially opens up your um, oh gosh, the floodgates basically. And as I understand it. And, yeah, but proper
1: taking of it doesn't mean that you you, you don't take it for, you know, three not, three days in a row.
0: Right, and I think that's the important point here to make is that anything used in excess is likely going to be damaging to you. Uh, I mean, there are people that have taken an awful lot of ecstasy, and some people would claim that, uh, you know, that they've they've been damaged by it. But on the other hand, I know people personally who have taken an awful lot of ecstasy, and they are still very intelligent uh, people today who have not been in any way, at least that I can tell, uh, harmed or that they can tell harmed by it. I'm not in any way advocating extreme drug use, but I think that there's something to be said for moderation, and there's something to be said for, uh, for excess. Yeah,
8: th- that's fair enough. And I basically agree with you. The only, I'm just saying with my kids, I would probably try to persuade them not to even try this drug until we really have good evidence that it doesn't cause long term damage. Because right now, I think. I'd, like to, su- I'd like to
0: suggest you visit the uh, MAPS organization, and I forget what it stands for, uh, multidisciplinary something or other, MAPS.org, uh, I believe is their website. Yeah, MAPS.org, M-A-P-S dot org. This is a group that uh, psychedelic science is the t- in the 21st century is the title of their website. Rick Doblin and some other folks have been doing research uh, kind of – quietly you know they can't do it very publicly because the DEA will come in but they've been researching ecstasy they've been researching LSD things like this and uh, i mean the the guy that heads up this organization was using ecstasy a long long time ago back in the 19 uh, the early 80s is i believe when it really hit the scene i think it was in Dallas when it uh, came out and uh, it it's that's when it started hitting the club scene before that it was being used for uh, i think in kind of uh, Psychological psychiatrist, psychiatrists' yeah. offices, things like that. Uh, so it did start to get more popular. And, of course, ap- after it became more popular, kind of in the club scene, that's when the government decided to crack down. But there's a very interesting ABC News. Of all places, ABC News uh, did a great f- hour-long documentary uh, news report about ecstasy. And, of course, they brought in people from MAPS. And they also brought in the DEA. And both sides get their say. And they really do a, a killer job. Uh, being essentially as a, a true journalist should be uh, of of essentially being as, as, aside from the debate, not necessarily taking a position and presenting the information as uh, as it was presented to them, and it's probably one of the more fair presentations. You want to look what you want to look for is Peter Jennings, uh, ABC Ecstasy or something like that. P- Peter Jennings Ecstasy uh, was an incredibly good and persuasive uh, piece that really shows busts it just busts up a lot of the myths that are out there about ecstasy, and it does a good job of it. So, are psychedelics and uh, and other drugs, and ecstasy is, isn't a psychedelic, it's an empathogen, uh, but are these other, these hard drugs as bad as the government says? Are they going to put holes in your brain? The answer is no, but they, at the same time, are very powerful, and they can have negative effects, depending on the set and setting, and other factors, and how they're used, so it behooves an individual to know what they're doing when it comes to approaching things like this. They're a great psychedelic uh, out there like arrowid.org where people can learn more and I thank you, Rick and I hope that you would encourage your kids to at least learn the truth.
1: Free Talk Live. This
0: is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com, all the features we give away. So enjoy those on us. And those features include the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. And show they are indeed listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com is where to go. Shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: So, Ian, I I showed you earlier this week a uh, copy of a uh, children's book. Maybe it was last week. Um, A copy of a children's book called... uh, uh, I don't remember what it was. The fish one, right? Yeah, it's it's a fish that had a bunch of pretty scales. The rainbow fish. There you go. And uh, it was was one of those that we'd sort of gotten handed down to Jack. And uh, it had a disturbing message. The message was you had to give away... What was yours in order to have friends? Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of children's books out there with disturbing messages. Um, you know, I mean, you're not just talking about the, the mildly disturbing ones like anthropomorphic animals and machinery, but uh, there's, you know, really disturbing ones like Why Mommy's a Democrat and things like that. <laughs> so you can. Combat that, if you wish. You can uh, stand against that kind of thing by uh, buying An Island Called Liberty. It's a great book. I've got it for Jack, and he loves it. And you can get it at freemarketunderdog.com. I read it to him most days. Um, you know, he, he brings me the books he wants to read, and it's one of the ones he brings around. You get a 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live by using coupon code FTL. It's An Island Called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com.
0: All right, we continue here with your phone calls. I'm going to come back briefly here in a bit um, to the arrowid thing or, or the idea of ecstasy being neurotoxic. We'll get back to that here in a moment. But first, we go to your phone calls. Matt is in Illinois. Matt, you're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Line.
9: Good evening, gentlemen.
0: Yes, sir. What's on your mind tonight?
9: Um, I wanted to take it back to uh, Evan's call earlier tonight and, um, I don't know, maybe give him some advice or... I don't know, Do your best. the advice. But
0: um, for our listeners I, I, that. I'm, hold on a second, Matt. Just to recap for any listeners just tuning in. Uh, you're, you're calling about Evan, who is in uh, college. He uh, knows a, a young lady. He was friends with her, tr- tried to take it to the next level by scheduling a date. She canceled. They scheduled another date after that. Uh, neither of them actually ended up going to that date. And basically, Mark, your advice for him was this girl's probably not interested, probably should leave it alone. If she wants to do something, she'll come back around and suggest it. Right, Mark? Yeah. Okay. go ahead, Matt.
9: Yeah, I think I'm probably going to reiterate what Mark said, but I I did have a similar experience or actually have been having a similar experience with this lady who I was introduced to by somebody because they thought we'd hit it off together. And she was in a a bad relationship. Apparently the man she was going out with was uh, being a little bit uh, abusive to her, not Mm -hmm. physically but mentally. Mm
3: -hmm.
9: And so she was a good-looking woman, and I uh, invited her over to dinner, and we talked, and we had some nice discussions, and she seemed to be um, warming up to me a bit. But she said, "You know, I just want to take it slow and want to be friends." And I said, "Fine." And uh, I started trying to call her. And at first, for a couple, you know, for a couple of weeks, I'd call her and we'd talk and had some good conversations. But then she stopped answering her phone. Mm. She stopped talking to me, and I started to hear through the grapevine that she was seeing this guy again. Abuser. He was, he was yes, he was true. It wasn't so much physical abuse yeah, as yeah. mental abuse. He, 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 he's the kind of guy he disappears for a couple of days. Goes crack off. Binge? Nobody knows. No, nobody knows where he's going, whether he's going out and getting drunk.
0: Sounds like or a crack getting, binge to me. But go ahead. Or, or, yeah,
9: or getting higher. Well, crack binge or yep. whether he's seeing another woman. Nobody knows. Be. And so I tried to communicate with her, but she wouldn't talk to me. She wouldn't answer her phone. I'd leave her message. She wouldn't call me back. So I just gave up. Um, it's, it's just not worth it. It's, yeah. it's not worth it to me. It's a waste of my time. There's other people that I know that want to see me, that I can spend time with. There's things that I can do on my own, by myself, that, where I need my peace and quiet, and I, I don't even want to be bothered. So, you know, I, 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 it sounds like this Evan guy is a real nice guy. I'm sure there's other women out there that would, would really enjoy his company and want to go out with him. Certainly. And he should maybe pursue them. And I think that Mark's right. If this girl uh, wants to, wants the, the relationship to go further, if she sees he's going out with other women, then she will come back to him. Um, I don't, With me, in this situation, I don't think this girl is going to come back to me at all unless she finally puts her foot down with her current boyfriend, but I, I don't know that that's going to happen.
1: And yep. right now, I don't care. You know, I don't know whether uh, it, in the long term it's, uh, you know, the, the most effective means or anything like that in finding your soulmate is uh, to have, uh, you know, the, the ex or the one that the, the you were sort of pursuing see you with some other girl. But I can tell you, in, in, the, in the short run, it's extraordinarily effective. Um, if you... I- Want to get that ex-girlfriend back, or the uh, or the girlfriend that, or the the girl that you wanted to date, or whatever, and she sees you with some girl that she considers to be attractive, suddenly her mind changes.
0: Presuming she was interested in you in the first place, right? Which maybe she wasn't. Maybe she was just uh, in Evan's case, maybe she was just simply going along because he was nice and she didn't know how to say no. In which case would and, she be enticed by the fact that he's might She might very well, I,
1: you know. That my, I don't. I don't. I can't say. All I can say is what my experience and yeah. what I've seen, other, and I've seen it over and over again. Matt. Yep. Any other I, thoughts? I,
9: I I agree with that, and, and especially in terms of sexual relationships. Just what maybe this this girl just you know wants to be friends and, and doesn't want to have anything sexual to do with him, but just you know likes to talk to him. In which case she'll. Probably be back and try to start that up again too.
0: There you go, Matt. Thanks and, for the as, thoughts. As,
3: yes, as
9: far as I'm concerned, you should accept that kind of kind of thing um, and just just accept it for what it is and not try to go any further.
0: Sometimes. Fair enough. Thanks for the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the sacl C A I toll free line. So our earlier caller uh, Rick was was talking about the, the he'd heard about ecstasy doing damage to uh, people's brains and things like that and so Arrowhead, of course is the uh, my choice uh, for places to go for a place to go on the internet uh, to find out about drugs they've got so much information plants drugs chemicals uh, pharmaceutical illegal you can get all kinds of info on Arrowhead.org. and here's a little story from back in 2002 in another blow to the US government's credibility as drug information provider as though they had any credibility, at least to, in our on our show. Uh, the Johns Hopkins brain scans, which have been used to prove that MDMA causes brain damage, have been called flawed by independent researchers and editors of the magazine New Scientist. Under the cover story, E is for Evidence, the British science-oriented magazine New Scientist published a set of articles and editorials related to this topic in April of 2002, denouncing the use of the questionable scientific data in the war on ecstasy consumption. There are several articles in The New Scientist, but most of them can be found. Uh, they give you some links. The New Scientist article is a well-balanced but critical look at the issue of overstating the certainty of findings of brain damage and ecstasy users. Quote, we are not saying that ecstasy is harmless to brain cells. It might not be, but the jury is still out, which means scientists must resist the temptation to turn their always complex and sometimes flawed findings into simple scare stories in pursuit of grants and headlines. Gee, have we seen some stories recently in the news that aren't necessarily drug-related about science, just essentially you know making crap up for the fact that they're going to get some grant money?
1: Yeah, absolutely. We've seen that. And I'll tell you, from that... from the government, uh, stories that uh, are pro-drug, as far as pro-illegal drug, like say marijuana does something good for you here or something good for you there, in that way, do not get near the mileage that uh, stories that as far as press. You know, Yes, Right, yeah. as far as press goes, that uh, stories that are, old oh, drugs are bad in this way or that yeah. way.
0: It's refreshing to see a mainstream technical magazine publishing critiques of the science for politics, which has compromised the credibility of government-sponsored science in the eyes of many. Historically, it's been left to fringe groups to criticize the fundamental system of peer-reviewed science and the often unscientific politics and economics which govern publication, the New Scientist describes how journal editors have joined in the war on drugs by turning down articles which don't support the anti-drug view, like you're talking about there, Mark, including papers which report no effect results. 800-259-9231. A little more from the New Scientist here in moments. Your calls as well about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Uh, and you can also visit our website. Got a lot of features on the site. And they are free, including our news updates, our, up, our uh, listen uh, listening options. It's all there for you. If you enjoy the program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then we ask you to shop with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just head on over to Amazon.freetalklive.com, get your shopping done with dozens of categories in which you can shop, and you can even buy used if you want to. If you're buying brand new, though, remember you get free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items. So head on over, get your shopping done, amazon.freetalklive.com.
1: One thing I don't think you can get at Amazon, though, Mark, is the Jurisdictionary. What's that all about? <laughs> Jurisdictionary is a it's a course to teach you how to use the legal system. It was put together by a doctor of jurisprudence. It is an awesome course. I've been taking it. Um, I probably should study a little harder and a little longer. But, you know, I do feel empowered, um, and I'm going to be using it in the— uh, you know, I've I've got got the big upcoming parking parking ticket trial. Mm -hmm. But I think that this is the way that uh, in my mind that liberty minded people can make a real dent in the system is by just clogging them up. I got a parking ticket in November. It's July or June or something before they're going to be able to take care of it. They already delayed it one more time. I'm not even going to let them dismiss it due to a, a you know speedy trial. I'm, I'm not even going to file for that. Hmm. I want to go, and I think that uh, that's the way that uh, a lot of liberty-loving um, individuals uh, you know are interested in doing. It. They just don't know how. I think jurisdictionary solves that. It's um, it's you know, something that an eighth grader can grasp in less than 24 hours. Go check it out at Jurisdictionary.com. Uh, not only do I recommend it, but uh, Sam, our co-host, recommends it, too. Sam, who, by the way, is
0: in jail tonight. We yep. haven't gotten a chance to uh, to really talk about that. We'll touch base on that here in a little bit. I just want to finish up some of the details from the New Scientist, or a summary of the some of the highlights of the New Scientist uh, story from back in 2002. We had someone call in earlier who has who was kind of repeating some of the scare stories he'd heard about ecstasy. And, uh, well, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your perspective, it's just nonsense. Uh, basically, what happened was the U.S. government, they made ecstasy illegal and uh, because people were having too much fun. And we know that when people are having too much fun, the government gets involved. Or when people are spending money or, or doing business, uh, wherever people are doing things without the government say so, they get upset. And they came in, they made ecstasy illegal. And then, of course, they said after the fact, well, find us a reason to justify this. Find us a reason uh, to, to, to scare people out of using this uh, this product which in many cases has been very beneficial and very therapeutic to people that have had traumatic experiences in their lives. It's one of the very useful uh, methods, uh, one of the useful things you can do with uh, MDMA. We're using the street, street term ecstasy. MDMA is the actual product. It's important to point this out. We haven't yet that... When you're buying what's called ecstasy on the street, you may or may not be receiving MDMA. So when I'm talking about ecstasy, that's true with any drug you buy I'm on the ta- street, and that's the problem with buying drugs yeah. in the streets. It's the problem, with the, one of the problems with the black market. But so when when you hear me say ecstasy, I'm talking about MDMA. Maybe I should just say MDMA. Anyway, uh, I guess people know the term ecstasy. But new scientists took a look at some of the so-called science that was being put out there, saying that there were uh, there was neurotoxicity, you know, holes being put in the brains of people that uh, that did ecstasy and it's just nonsense a new scientist said that it's an open secret that some teams have failed to find deficits in ecstasy users and had trouble publishing the findings the journals are very conservative it's a source of bias he himself the guy that uh, was quoting there uh, has had two papers in this sort of this sort turned down by the journals. so basically you've got these uh, medical journals Uh, The drug journals that are publishing the anti-drug
1: stories. But not the pro-drug stories or the neutral drug stories. Exactly.
0: What's most troubling, perhaps, is how often science has been misappropriated for the moral crusade against recreational psychoactive use. The now-debunked moral panic surrounding LSD and chromosome damage, reefer madness, cannabis and brain damage, crack babies, and most recently the ecstasy holes-in-your-head campaign have all come from premature, controversial, or invalid science... Voiced onto the public by overeager, overfunded drug warriors. Two years ago, uh, NDA Director Alan Leishner launched an anti ecstasy campaign based on images from flawed PET scan research conducted at Johns Hopkins. The campaign's trademark was a stylized image of two brain halves side by side with the darkened hemisphere marked brain after ecstasy. Unfortunately for the public, NIDA, excuse me, not. And an NDA. NIDA has once again allowed politics and morality to trump their science. The U.S. has spent millions of dollars pressing its brain after ecstasy images in widely distributed postcards and online. Even months after NIDA learned of the data problems and weeks after the, uh, some of the scan studies were publicly discredited, NIDA is still pushing them as unadulterated fact on their website. So, there's more here. Stephen Kish's article in Phy- Pharmacology, Biochemistry, and Behavior, published in April '02, investigates the reliability of the PET brain scanning showing damage. He concludes that the studies completed, to date, include serious methodolo- uh, methodological flaws, including huge variations between the individuals tested, the use of non-serotonin-specific tasks, lack of test-retest reliability data, and other invalidating assumptions about the types of test used. He says... That based on the brain scan research to date, it cannot be assumed that ecstasy exposure causes a chronic serotonin deficiency condition. It cannot be assumed, based on the brain scan research, that ecstasy exposure causes a chronic serotonin deficiency condition. Uh, Because of the serious methodological concerns in the PET measurement related to the high scatter of the values for the control in drug groups and lack of test-retest results, the data derived from the investigation can only be considered at most semi-quantitative finally another paper currently in the process of publication also examines the pet scan showing that the serotonin binding levels recorded for even extremely heavy ecstasy users estimated 500 milligram average dose between 70 and 400 times in the 1998 study were typical for controls in other studies using the same chemicals and scanning techniques as one pet researcher described to us They didn't have the necessary skills required to competently analyze the data. They were undertrained in the technically demanding field of PET scanning, and their results reflect both a lack of ability and a failure to notice when their results were coming back wrong. I mean, these scientists are looking at these uh, reports and saying, these guys don't even know what the hell they're doing. They don't Mm. even know how to look at a PET scan, let alone all of the other methodological problems that uh, they encountered when they were actually analyzing the studies. So a little sciencey there, but there's there's a lot of detail out. You can go to arrowhead.org and pull up the full New Scientist article if you want to, and I imagine there's been uh, more published
1: since then. I think that uh, you know the simple stuff is that more people die in the United States every year from properly using prescription drugs that were prescribed to them. That's properly using prescription drugs that were prescribed to That's them. That's true. Than overdosing from illegal drugs. All of them combined. Yeah, you're talking about I, I think it's a ten,
0: a factor of ten, where last numbers I saw, and this was years ago, so I don't know what they currently are, but last time I looked, it was around like 150,000 people a year dying from properly prescribed prescription medications, and 15,000 dying from overdoses and things like that from yeah. illegal drugs. And of course, it's it, it's worth pointing out that those illegal drug deaths aren't all overdosing. A lot of them have to do with side effects. So, for instance, an ecstasy uh, MDMA user may be in a club scenario where they are, uh, they're they're dancing a lot and there's not a lot of water available to them. They may die of dehydration. That's uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people die. If, if somebody dies from ecstasy, yeah. supposedly, it's usually some sort of dehydrative uh, death. So, again, these are problems that will be solved in the absence of drug prohibition, largely, because... If drugs were legal, then people would have more good information about the side effects of these drugs. People still die die from alcohol. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. But there would be no excuse for them. Because now there's the excuse that, well, they didn't know. And if you were to be buying ecstasy off the shelf in Walgreens, then it would have... The label on it that says, "Okay, well, you know, here's the appropriate amount to stay take hydrated. for, for uh, here's you know here's don't your don't get what, too hydrated here's your weight here's the amount you take for your weight class uh, here are the, some of the side effects that you can expect to experience make sure you stay hydrated you could know, have the information readily available you wouldn't have to go seek it out uh, on arrowid.org which is a great website that has all kinds of uh, detail and and really useful information about drugs and yeah some drugs are really dangerous. And uh, some, some drugs that are illegal, some drugs that are legal are really dangerous. You know, we were talking about uh, oxycodone recently on the program. That's a fully legal prescription medication that some people have had very, very profound addictions to. To the point where they're paying 20 bucks a pill on the black market to get their hands on the stuff. And in fact, uh, I hope that at some point we'll, we'll be able to talk about this. I know that Brad Jardis wanted to come on and talk to us about his experience using legal uh, prescription medications. And I look forward to that conversation. I want to have it on a Saturday night because the last time we did the prescription drug conversation on this program, it didn't really go over that well. And it's probably been a couple of years since we've done it. And we've got a whole lot more uh, affiliates now than we did before. And there are people out there with some of the most heart-wrenching stories of addiction to prescription drugs. So maybe we'll uh, manage to... uh, Rest some of those out of our audience one of these nights. We'll get to that here. 800-259-9231. Coming up, hour number three is on the way. We still have that silly tax protest uh, to talk about uh, on the way here, and your calls as well, about whatever you want. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231, and it's Ian with you. And Mark. Uh, Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates there, so you want to find out the latest about the show, just go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get signed up via email, you can follow our Twitter profile, you can uh, also join up as our Facebook fan on our fan page. It's all available through news.freetalklive.com. Okay, so coming up, I want to get to this silly tax protest thing that is being proposed by another talk show host, uh, another few talk show hosts. I just think it's ludicrous. We'll get to that. But I did want to uh, bring our listeners up to speed on our co-host, Sam. Uh, Sam Dodson from ObscuredTruth.com is in jail tonight in Westmoreland, New Hampshire. He will be in jail for at least the next six days. Uh, The reason why is because last year, as you may recall, Sam went to jail for 58 days uh, because he was recording video in a public court lobby. You think it's public. You think you can record. You think First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of the press. That's what we thought. Apparently, they didn't think the same. They arrested him. They put him in jail. Because he refused to cooperate with them by giving his name, they kept him in that jail cell for 58 days before finally turning him loose. Later on down the line, they had the trial in fall of last year. He was, of course, found guilty, because whenever they put somebody in jail, uh, they always have to find them
1: guilty. To Otherwise, justify. they've falsely imprisoned you. Right.
0: So, uh, so he was found guilty. The day of the trial, he left the trial after... Uh, was, I guess it was a two-part trial. There was one one day where it went on, and then a month later, they had the second part. So the first day of the trial, I believe, he was leaving court and was arrested on his way out of the courthouse. They uh, He got in his car and was driving away, and they claim they just happened to see him driving uh they pulled him over and they arrested him for driving while suspended apparently his texas driver's license had been suspended without his knowledge i forget what the reason was uh for well, that he was
1: playing with the uh, the court system down there too yeah um and you know took some things to court and likely they you know brought something back that he didn't know about so
0: uh so yeah so he was arrested for driving while suspended that went to trial and in that trial he was also found guilty and sentenced to a $300 fine. Now he was given some time to decide what to do. Here he he thought thought he might give $300 to the local food kitchen, and was told that he could do that. I guess he would changed his mind and decided he wasn't going to go through with that. That he didn't want to pay. He didn't want to pay anything at all. Didn't want to do any community service. And so basically, it it took from I think it was October or September of last year through where we are today, uh, April or almost April, the uh, the end of March. Uh, to actually get this resolved, if you will, because this three hundred dollar thing had been hanging over his head, they demanded he come back to court to explain himself. And at that point, the judge said, "Well, you either uh, pay three hundred dollars, or you pay three hundred dollars to the community kitchen, or you uh, do three hundred dollars worth of uh, uh, three hundred dollars worth of volunteer work at ten dollars an hour." Or you can go to jail for six days, because in New Hampshire, they get you uh, $50 off of whatever the fine amount is for every day you spend in jail. So six days, $300, he'll pay off the fine by sitting in a jail cell. He never really told them which one of those he wanted. He did not want to choose, so the judge chose for him and put him in a jail cell. So our friend Sam Dodson from ObscuredTruth.com currently in jail. I don't know if uh, if he's up on Mail to Jail yet. Once we do know about that, we will give you more information on how you
1: can get in touch with him. Also today, I don't think they should have put him in, but I sure wish he would have just given 300 bucks to the soup kitchen and stayed out. Well, you know, it, it, it
0: was his choice, right? I, 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 that's all I said is, I yeah. wish. Uh, and I, I like that option. It was an option that I actually kind of came up with uh, after I went to jail a couple of years ago. They were, ask, they were demanding money from me for the whole couch thing. And uh, even though I spent time in jail, they still wanted money from me, which was really weird. Uh, so I told them, look, I'll give you – I'm feeling charitable. I'll do twice the amount. Uh, I'll give twice the amount to uh, the local charity because I'd much rather have uh, fine money that the government is demanding go into a local charity than go into the state's coffers.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't think that uh, the not-for-profit model is the the best model out there. Then again, there are plenty of, poor, of inefficient for-profit businesses out there too. But I certainly think it's far, far better than uh, than any government system. But in this case, Sam decided
0: that uh, you know he. He wanted to cost them as much as he possibly could, because it cost them 60 plus dollars a day to, to keep somebody in a jail cell. So now they're, they're, they're paying more than they I don't otherwise think would do it
1: does um, cost them 60 plus dollars a day to keep somebody in a jail cell. And I'd like to go over that again, if I can, for all the people that think that they can martyr themselves by going to jails. Uh, if there are 59 people in the jail or 60 people in the jail, they still have to have. Just as many guards, just as many people on staff, just as much stuff goes on. I mean, the only thing that you cost them is the bologna sandwich they dish out at uh, lunch, the carton of milk that they probably get subsidized from the federal government. You're actually giving them money by being there, not taking it from them. Because the federal government gives local governments money for doing it, they want you in jail. They don't want you. I don't think the federal free.
0: government pays them money for local prisoners. That's I do. I, as I understand it, over they actually The federal do. prisoners, and they pay money. As for I them. understand,
1: they do it for for nutritional reasons. They do give money to for hmm. local prisoners being there. Yes. Interesting. That, you, you, people, somebody can check. This is just something I heard in jail, but you know. So, I, my, that, that's as valid as what you're saying. There's some other uh, nonsense that went on in the same courtroom today, however.
0: Uh, they sentenced another activist up here who was charged with trespassing during one of the uh, – the, the, the uh, there was a pumpkin fest last year, and there was a 420 celebration that went on outside of it. Uh, some folks were arrested for, the, for smoking cannabis, but after those guys were arrested, after three people were arrested for cannabis, three more were arrested for trespassing after walking into the unlocked door of City Hall – and uh, being arrested for trespassing, and you know, did they City refuse to York? leave? The, that was the claim of the police. They, yes. the police claim, they told them to leave. They did not. They kept coming in, so they were arrested. So one of them was tried for uh, trespassing today, and the, they found guilty, of course, because he went to jail. Uh, but he didn't go to jail today. He was, he went to jail that day when he was arrested. So they found him guilty, and the state wanted two hundred fifty dollars plus a year. They wanted that suspended for a year. Or no, they wanted $250 and something else suspended for, or yeah, $250, I think 30 days in jail. They wanted that suspended for a year, which means that if he gets uh, some kind sort of, of trouble, it comes back. Yeah, misdemeanor or felony, felony, he'll end up going in for the the 30 days. And they wanted a year of probation for trespassing inside an unlocked city building on a Saturday afternoon. But compare that to the third trial. There were three trials today here in Keene, New Hampshire of uh, of free staters. The third trial was a guy who was wearing his hood into court. He walked into uh, to one of the other trials we were having a few months ago with his hoodie on, and they didn't like that very much because you know it's disrespectful. And so they arrested him for that uh, after he refused to put the hoodie down. And I don't think he st- he wanted to stand on any kind of religious grounds or anything like that. Uh, he just he didn't really even have a, he didn't really even bother to make a case. He just kind of went up there and. And went through the process of having a trial without necessarily doing much on on his side of it. But he was arrested. They had to carry him out uh, from the room, even though they didn't. And I don't think they charged him with resisting arrest. I think they just hit him with uh, disorderly conduct or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive on what the charge was. Uh, but they wanted $1,000 from him. For what? So $1,000 for for having a hood on in a court. Mm. That was the recommended sentence. They wanted 500 of it suspended and the other $500 in cash. Does that seem like a bit of a discrepancy to you? I mean, we're talking about within uh, the two cases right in a row. The first one, the uh, $250, 30 days suspended sentence. The other case, $1,000, 500 of it suspended. The first case, trespass. The second case, a hood in court. Wearing a hood in court. Disobedience is is far, far worse. Right. Wearing a hood in court was uh, much more of a serious crime to these people. Very interesting.
1: Anyway, so that's uh, that was our experience today. And I don't think uh, they even know what's more serious or less serious to them. They just have their guideline numbers. And they just do what they do. You know, they the, they weren't co- they, they didn't come up with these laws at the same time. All right, so we're coming up with the, this is the group yeah. of these, you know, they didn't do that. They've come up with them over a series of years. And actually having your hood up is probably not even a law. It's just like disrespecting the court or something. And so the they just come up with whatever they come up with.
0: You know, in fact, there's actually a provision in the uh, the Constitution, not that they care, uh, but there's a provision about punishment being concomitant with a crime, about the level of punishment one receives having to be adjusted based on the level of seriousness of a crime. $1,000 for a hood in court? 800 Oh, by the way, uh, I should point out that they weren't found guilty. Excuse me. Those two cases, Sam was found guilty, but the other two cases were taken under advisement. Mm. So we don't know what the results are. The state put in their recommendations of what they wanted to happen. Uh, We'll figure out what goes on here as time goes on. We're coming up, Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including various different ways to listen in to the show. You can go and uh, visit listen.freetalklive.com. You'll find live streams in broadband and dial-up flavors, as well as a webcam, plus listen lines ...that allow you to tune in from any cell phone or any phone that can dial long distance. Head
1: over to listen.freetalklive.com. Take the StartPage.com's seven-day challenge. For seven days, use StartPage.com instead of your big brother search engine and experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from 12 major, major search engines, but unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. Also, with your search results, each one will have a little link at the bottom that says proxy, and you can visit the website... Uh, you know, without being tracked or seen or anything by even the website. So they won't be able to put cookies on your computer or even count you or track you in any way. So uh, check it out at startpage.com. Normally you have to pay for services like this. Startpage offers it to you for free. Startpage.com.
0: All right. 800-259-9231. Coming up this ludicrous uh, protest that uh, we will tell you about. But one more uh, additional note about our friend Sam Dodson from obscuredtruth.com who's currently in a jail cell tonight uh, he was found guilty today, uh, or excuse me, he was uh, essentially punished today for not paying a $300 fine to the state for driving while suspended, so spending six days in jail. To add insult to injury, they towed his car. So right after the trial, we come out of the, the building to see his car being towed away. Why? Parking tickets. Mm. Now there are people that live in Keene, New Hampshire, for that have been living here for years that have racked up hundreds of dollars in parking tickets and have never had
1: a tow. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody getting towed in New Hampshire in Keene for parking tickets. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that you know they, they, they obviously can do it. <laughs> yeah, but clearly uh, they can. And but clearly they targeted Sam
0: in this particular case. They knew he was going to be downtown. Okay. They found his car and they towed him. And so uh, essentially, in order to get the car out, we uh, we had to pay his tickets for him. So it, they they ended up getting 150 bucks. Which I'm sure he won't be happy about, but on the other hand, it would have been have thirty bucks a night. Should have taken
1: the tickets to court. That's what I did. Yeah,
0: he should have. He didn't. Uh, on the other hand, it'd be thirty bucks a night or thirty bucks a day for keeping it in the tow yard. So uh, while he's in jail, that would be racking up. So we we saved him that amount of money by getting it out immediately this afternoon. But. Man, it's a learning
1: process, but, uh, you know, I think that it's you're better off uh, taking it to court and trying to stay out of jail than than going in, because it seems like they get they they do better off that way. I think there's some value to
0: going to jail. I think that uh, people rally behind you. I think that uh, I think that when you're in jail, you can have an effect on people. I mean, we talked about how Sam has had a very positive effect on both the guards and the uh, the other prisoners them there. Any show up
1: in any of the uh, free state project rallies, any of the liberty rallies uh, uh one of the Freedom guys Fest. I was
0: in uh in jail with uh, showed up at the uh, the 420 celebration.
1: Oh wow, you found a, a con- ex-convict that smokes pot. Everyone I was
0: in jail Hallelujah. with smoked pot actually. Okay, great. Uh so I think that there's something to be said for reaching out inside jail and if that's where you have to go then
1: you can make the best out of it. You can so, you if you have to go, but um you know I just don't think I just don't think it's necessary, and I don't think there's a lot of point. I think that if what Sam did with in going that 50-something days, that caused a lot of people to get excited. Your original one, um you know, it seemed to get some people excited. I don't know, but well, I, I've got
0: a I've got a parking ticket coming up here uh, next month, so I may end I up think going back. I think throwing
1: in. bodies at their jail system is getting less effective.
0: All right, I think you are absolutely wrong about that, Mark. I think that there have not been enough bodies thrown at their jail system. Dude, you
1: can't jam up their jail system nearly as fast as you enough, can jam, jam up their judicial system.
0: I agree with that. But they don't have enough – if you were to do a mass protest – to where you had uh, people breaking some silly law,
1: you had 25 sure, sure. people breaking a law? Sure, They just don't do anything. Right. That's, what, that's you you what's happening with your 420 rallies. Right. They don't come and do anything Good. about so it because win. they can't do anything Good. about it. But you, they you're can. suggesting they only throwing some. a mass amount of bodies at the jail system. That's not what's happening True. There. That It won't get to that point because they can't handle it.
0: They cannot handle that many people in intake in, in these jails, even in the
1: biggest jail in the... But they the, can handle you not paying your uh, $250 fine to the soup kitchen. I understand that. They what I'm telling you handled. though
0: is that they cannot handle a multiple, large amount of people it, being arrested and put into holding cells. They just don't have the Not, room for
1: it, it. it. Well, they can handle it if they really want to. It, I mean, if those people are They'd carrying AK-47s or something, then they're going to they're gonna bring in the national guard, and the ones that they don't yeah. shoot in the head, they're going to drag off to jails all over New Hampshire. Where did the AK-47 Vermont. thing come from? I'm, I'm just <laughs> you said they can't handle large demonstrations or whatever, and yes. you, you need to be clear when you make these statements. It, it, I wasn't it, talking
0: about shooting. People, if that's what you mean, you, you brought up AK-47s for some reason. I'm not sure where that came from.
1: I'm telling you that if they want badly enough to put you away, mm-hmm. and the 420 celebrations are just a bunch of people out smoking pot, they yeah. don't want badly enough to put you away. If they want it badly enough, they will.
0: Of course, if they want me badly enough, they can come and kick in the door
1: right now not and one take person, me away. If they want all of them, right? But if you have 300 activists out there and they want them badly enough because they're doing something they feel is you know, a egregious to the enough. Yeah, they will figure it out.
0: Okay, right. I'm talking about the local boys, not the feds. I understand that there's all this fear that the feds are going to come put people on train cars and all that. Uh, you know, maybe there's some truth to that. I'm not sure about. I, I I'm not sure about that. I would think that they would just be more likely to deal with a large 300 kind of person protest in the ways they typically deal with protests by walling off streets and using sound guns and things like that. I mean, we've seen some pretty uh, agitating protests out there. I
3: don't
1: think that the protest would go on long enough for sound guns to show up.
0: Do you remember the, the New York City story where they uh, they rounded a bunch of people up and put them into that train station? That might be an example of what you're talking about. Remember they... Uh, was no, during I don't. The, I, remember they, I think it they, was during the 04 Republican Convention where... the free speech zones? Yeah, well, they have free speech zones, but um, but it was during the 04 Republican Convention where there were protesters in the streets in New York City. They rounded them up, put them on buses, took them over to uh, a train an empty train station with... All kinds of oil and stuff all over the floor. It was a really grimy, gross mm-hmm. place and they had uh, they had chain link fence and barbed wire inside the yeah, train I remember station. That. It was really creepy. The story was very creepy. There were some pictures that uh, that end up ended up being smuggled out of there and mm. just treating people like cattle. It was absolutely awful so you 're right mark they could. Do something like that if they were able to know in advance and, and muster the resources in advance. And, and something like the Republican National Convention or the Democratic National Convention, they certainly have the resources on the ground for. Uh, but anyway, I still think there's something to be said for mass civil disobedience because you're I right, Mark. I didn't say
1: that there, there know is isn't I know. T- I said you're right, Mark. I'm telling you, I don't think there's a whole bunch of value of throw, continuing to throw more and more bodies at their jails.
0: They system. know that they can't handle it. Right. That's why you're right that they can't do anything about certain numbers of people being disobedient, which is why we need more disobedience. But in order to have more disobedience, you have to have people that are willing to go to jail. That's the important part about being civilly disobedient and non-cooperative is that you have to accept in advance that there is a good chance that you may end up spending some time. Who knows? Maybe a night, maybe 10 nights. Maybe I'm sick of it being longer. my
1: friends going to jail, Ian. They're making the choices, Mark. Yeah, They're
0: they certainly are. That. And I'm so, sick of it.
1: Okay, well, take it up with them
0: if you've got a problem with it. I, I do. And they keep going because they feel like they're making a difference. They feel like it's in, it's a it's. And I'm path.
1: pointing out that you're costing them one dollar
0: and fifty cents a day. I don't know about that, Mark. I'm not sure. I'm if telling that's how it really you, works. I'm not I, sure I, that actually
1: works. they're getting more money a day than they're they're spending on you. I don't know about you. that. But of course, you don't. Uh, yeah, you, don't, you haven't researched it. Have you researched yes. it? Yes. Who did, I'm you, how did you, you? research it? I'm telling you that the federal government gives mm-hmm. local, uh, you know, jails money for nutritional purposes for yeah. housing people. Well, and I've heard that they spend a certain amount per day on
0: uh, on the prisoners. So like a certain right. dollar amount per right. day. Right. Well,
1: that's an average, Ian. But yeah. it doesn't matter how many prisoners are you in that jail. You don't think they
0: get a larger budget the next year if they have more prisoners? You don't think that would be the case?
1: At, you know, maybe, but I don't see why. No, why would they? All right,
0: 800-259-9231, that's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, whether you think civil disobedience is effective or not. That's another question. We'll give you, a, give you a silly protest coming up.
10: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight is Ian with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features, they are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and uh, some of our features include our webcam. Which allows you to watch the show for whatever reason you might want to. You can. It's there for you, free at cam.freetalklive.com.
1: Cycle C A I is the main sponsor of the show, and they handle collections, early out billing, and purchase charged-off receivables. But they've uh, opened a new, new wing under Jason Osborne, and that's a uh, a wing that will help you with uh, political campaigns or um, you know all kinds of needs that you might have of contacting a mass amount of people through the telephone. C A I. they uh you can get to see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right,
0: 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls and coming up we get a chance we'll tell you about this ludicrous tax revolt thing uh, that's going on. Sid is in Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sid. Hello, Sid um. in Alabama. You're on the air.
11: Yo, what's up, fellas?
0: What's on your mind tonight, Sid?
11: Um, well, I was telling the guy that answered the phone that um about uh, 2 years ago maybe, um after leaving a uh, sports practice at university in auburn alabama um, i was picked up for public en- i was watching that playing uh picked up for public intoxication oh boy um it's kind of a common thing for the police uh in auburn to stop people like in the evenings when they're walking home they, sure. they say they're you know checking you know checking on us making sure we're okay or whatever
0: yeah they're checking uh, to but, see if they can put you in some handcuffs
11: yeah well that's what happened to me. Um, uh, he asked me where I lived, and I had literally just moved there. He asked me what my address was, and I really had no idea. Um, so with that, he took me uh, down to the station, and basically I had to sit there all night. It wasn't – I think – I mean, I technically I guess I got arrested, but um, I got fined and for public intoxication, walking home, um, intoxicated, as he said. Now, no breathalyzers are given, but I spoke mm. to lawyers, and they're like – basically they said it was my word versus his. Um and that I was, they'd never won a case so my best bet would just to plead so all in all I think uh, aside from the maybe 6 Wait hours a
0: minute, you paid until, a lawyer to was it a public defender or you paid a lawyer no I
11: went I went to three different lawyers and they all gave me the same thing they said they'd take it the to court but I'd never win because it was literally I mean there was no proof it was my word versus his and that they'd never seen a judge side with anyone but the arresting officer mhm um I went down there. Um, well, actually, to be honest, first um, I thought I was like I just researched the law in Alabama, whatever, in Auburn, and um, you know I went to the judge, represented myself. I know big mistake, but I was young at the time. Um, I wouldn't younger, say that's a mistake.
0: Say. If you want to, huh? if, I wouldn't say it's a mistake. We've got people up here uh, essentially appearing as themselves in court all the time. Uh, it's it's a way to save money. You don't have to pay a lawyer, and you challenge this the system and. Uh, and you know you go not guilty and you don't take a plea bargain, so i i wouldn't say that's necessarily a mistake, but go ahead and tell your uh, your story
11: well uh, anyway i um got up and I, like i said I did my research, read, and to be technically considered um to be arrested for public in talks, you have to be a viable threat to an immediate threat i think is the wording to yourself or someone else, mm-hmm. and like I said, I was walking on the sidewalk to my apartment, so um When I got out there and told the judge this, his exact words were, my friend was with me, and he was just flabbergasted. Um, He told, the judge said, don't come in my courtroom and uh, quote me the law. And um, (laughs) and from there, you know, things only got better. Um, He, at that time, basically, he didn't let me talk anymore, and he told me what a disappointment I must be to my family. He he gave his own personal views, of course. It was was an old, you know, an old man. But... um, but from that was the first court case and it was like a $600 fine I think 570 something and oh Lord. You're uh, a disappointment 30
1: days, pay us
3: $600 yep
11: yeah and then it was supposed to be 30 days in jail time served and um one year probation but um and I had to go to now keep in mind this is my first time ever that anything I'd ever been in any trouble um I had to go for I think four weeks twice a week to these meetings um <laughs>
0: Meetings. And the meetings
11: were—I I oh. want to say they were fifty dollars each, but I think they might have been sixty. Wow! So, um, so you paid up? You paid
0: the cash, and you went to the meetings, and you did it all, huh?
11: No, then, then I, I went to—I um, I appealed to the oh. um, county court, hmm. and when I appealed, they struck a plea bargain that I pay the the fine. Um, which was the same, and um, they struck everything else. I think the probation, maybe.
0: Well, that's interesting. Um, I didn't know they could cut they, a plea on an appeal. That's, that's something I never heard about before. I imagine they can, but so so you told them you intended to appeal, and then all of a sudden they came back with a better deal for you, huh?
11: Right. Um, so you never that, actually, that, did. You that,
0: actually get to the appeal, or did you did you take their their offer?
11: No, no, no. After I I, I had to appeal that day. They they I had to go down um, after the judge's decision. I had to go down and. Um, and almost immediately, I had till the end of court that day to come wow. back and decide. And then I went and um, just took the public defendant because I figured that was better than nothing. The other guys told me they're going to charge at least a thousand dollars if the uh, case went to court. So I took the public defendant, and he told me basically what the three lawyers I had talked to prior to him said. There's real no way. There's really no way to disprove it. So um, he's never seen anyone walk away. Um, And he told me that always, if nothing else, take the public defendant. Um, Defender. Yeah, defender. Always take the public defender because don't even talk to them. But, I mean, like I said, it was my first time. Uh, I was a little bit – Generally, it's a bad
0: idea to take a public defender from what I've seen because they have a really big caseload. They can't really help you out that much. And in most cases, they they encourage you to take plea bargains and things like that rather than actually go to trial. They're working for the state. They're an agent of the state. Not to say there are, aren't some good ones out there. There are. I've known a couple of them, uh, or at least one of them. Anyway, uh, go ahead with the rest of your story. So you appealed it. They offered you this plea uh, plea bargain. What else? What happened? Um,
11: that, that's about it. It was just, I mean, you know, for, to me, I mean, like, that was one of those. Uh, so you took the crimes. plea bargain,
0: point of information, you took the plea bargain and you paid the 600 whatever dollar fine?
11: Right, and then a year probation.
0: Wow. wow, Crazy. All for walking down the street with a few beers in you, huh?
11: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we was just watching. Can can we rewind your
0: story back to when you were on the street? I mean, were you really drunk? I mean, were you stumbling? Do you recall?
11: No, 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 not stumbling. I mean, like I said, they stop people. I got stopped jogging because I'm a night owl. And I was coming home about 1130 that night.
0: Um, so you were on. I had a nice little tour of the city. Did, was it a cop in a car? Did he pull over to the yeah. side of the road and? Yeah. So, so, so you, you were he, dr-
1: jogging drunk?
11: No, 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 no. I'm just while I was jogging. After that. Okay. A few times I got I got. Stopped. I
1: see. So you're just saying that it's a common practice to stop people. Okay, it's but what about common. the night you were actually stopped? You were you jogging at that time, or were you just walking
0: home? No, no.
11: I was I was walking home. I
5: mean.
1: And how drunk were
0: you that night?
11: Um, I would say, not like yawn, hammer, not like stumbling, but mm-hmm. I mean, I was probably pretty drunk. Slurring? Um, pretty drunk. I, even when I get really drunk, I don't slurr. so
0: okay. probably not. So the cop comes up to you and does what? Asks you questions? Do you recall much of the conversation?
11: Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I recall it all perfectly. Um, he sat me down in the back. Well, he talked to me. And he's like, where where do you live? And I, and I kind of pointed was like, just down there to the right because I was uh, very close to university. Um, maybe three, three blocks away. And um, he said, but where? And I was like, I don't know. I mean, I I literally don't – I don't even know my address there. I didn't stay at that apartment very long. But um, um, then he Mm -hmm. sat me in the back of his police car, ran to – Point of information, um, I'd like
0: to share this information here. Uh, And by the way, I did order a copy of the 10 things about how to deal with the police from the folks over at Flex Your Rights. I haven't received the the disc yet, but I look forward to reviewing that and talking about it. Um, If the police are approaching you and you're on foot, you have no obligation to speak to them it's called a it's called a contact and uh, they if you're in a car and they pull you over then you probably do have to at least show them your license you They'll still shoot your to, tires you still <laughs> don't have to speak to them uh, but if you are on foot as you were and a cop pulls up and starts shining a light at you and asking you questions you can just say you, you don't even have to speak you can just keep walking if you want to speak you can you know say if something they're
1: asking a bunch of questions you I mean you, you are you conducting an investigation officer yeah I have some place to be thank you
0: goodbye And you just keep walking In many cases, it's people's willingness to interact with the police That leads to them with bracelets on and being thrown in a cage Whether you knew that or not at the time, I don't know uh, No, I'm really getting Yeah, most people don't So next time you're on your feet and you're walking or biking or whatever somewhere uh, Just, you know, don't talk to them There's There's nothing that you can gain from talking to them if they're looking for a, a rapist or something like that, you can offer to help. You know, is there something I can help you with? Uh, but if they're asking you questions about who you are and what you're doing, i got to go. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves even in these remaining moments. Enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. They are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you're frustrated with the lack of freedom where you live and are tired of the oppressive state intruding into your business and personal life, well, if you knew that thousands of people that love freedom were all moving to the same place and getting active, would you join them? You can. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Dot org and there are a variety of different ways to get uh, active up here whether it's civil disobedience clogging up the system, taking uh, parking tickets to court or doing politics uh, you know working I guess taking a parking ticket to court is actually working within the system technically it's just an unusual tactic. Uh, doing things that are unusual, doing things that are usual, politics, etc. Disobedience, non-cooperation, it's all happening here. And more will be happening as more people come here. It's an exciting time. Go to freestateproject.org, an exciting movement as well. By the way, welcome uh, to WNYY, our progressive talk friends up in uh, in Ithaca that have taken our show now six nights a week. 1470. Cool. Uh, in Ithaca, on board now, gr- joining us for our third hour live on weeknights and taking all three hours of our Saturday show. I think they delay broadcast a couple of the hours of the Saturday show, doing nine to midnight. So expanding out from uh, Saturdays to all week long. Welcome to Ithaca.
1: Yep. Uh, th- thanks very much for uh, for carrying us. And you know, if you're uh, pretty much a weeknight listener and uh, you haven't heard the show t- uh, before, well, you know. First off, don't make any judgments, uh, you know, about us being, say, libertarian and libertarian being a kind of Republican offshoot. No, that's not how we are. Um, Just, you know, listen. We're real consistent. We believe in liberty on every issue every time. So, welcome again to Progressive
0: Talk, 1470 WNYY, and our listeners there in uh, in Ithaca will be on every night there, so join us uh, again and again. And call in and bring up anything, that's one of the yeah. other ways the show is different. Challenge uh, us. Yeah, challenge us. Or you know, bring it's up, not like
1: we're going to drop you, not going to cut you off.
0: Bring up whatever it is that you know might happen to be interesting to you. As we go to the phones and the fun, David, in New Hampshire, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David.
10: Oh, hi. I was just um, listening and I heard that fellow speak, and it just reminded me of... You know, when somebody believes that the the government and the justice system, and there's a lot, the majority of like old ladies I think of or something, they think the 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 the, the justice system is just that. Lots of justice going on, mm-hmm. and and then someone like this fellow, It just he, he goes in there and like. What are they doing they're, they're, they're trying to extract as much money from him yeah. as possible and uh, probation for walking i mean and six hundred it's uh
0: that's Crazy. what the justice Kill. system really no. is it's really just a cover uh it's a public relations scheme to cover violence it's a cover extortion. For, for extortion it's a cover for violence against mostly uh people that haven't harmed others. You sit in on an arraignment in any town across America, any city in America and you'll see case after case of things like drug possession open containers sure occasionally you'll see a domestic abuse and you know some something or arson or something like that that actually involves a victim usually
1: the domestic abuse the woman sitting alongside of anyway <laughs> you know
0: so you're absolutely right david it is a uh, it's a system set up to scam people out of their money
10: and 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 somebody like i mean he sound like he was like i mean p People think there's justice going on, and then they get like so. It's about the the opposite end of it, right? Well, they, they don't know. It's, it's like you totally say, a bunch of
0: bunch of old ladies that don't have any idea because they just have this uh, this kind of rose-colored picture in their mind of what American justice is supposed to be. It's what they learned about when they were in school, and they haven't heard anything else since then except to, you know about all these terrible criminals that they're putting away in jails and building new jails because there's so many criminals out there. And thank goodness we've got the police and the courts and. Uh, it's a really just kind of ignorant position because they just don't know. They just have not been exposed to the truth about what the system really is.
10: And it's about—it's like the opposite end. You expect justice, and you're getting, like, a, you know, just, like, abused. Yep, you're oh, getting yes. screwed. You're absolutely right. You any, any other thoughts for us tonight? Um, well, we got a new jail right here in Keene. I know the, <laughs> the tax dollars paid for that, I guess. Anyway...
0: Whatever. Yeah, and the the actual co- the costs of imprisoning people do- are doubling. By the way, at this new jail, the old jail it's 60 bucks a day per prisoner. New one, I think it's like 112 something dollars. Uh, a and day. my
10: understanding was that they they they've broken like numerous like rules like with. Uh, um, as far as, like, zoning or whatever, the way it's supposed to be built, and et cetera, et cetera. Oh,
0: well, yeah, they don't have um, to worry about rules. They're the government. Thanks yeah. for the call, David. Exactly. appreciate hearing from you tonight. 800-259-9231. So sure, who's going
1: to find them, and who's going to tear down their building right. if, they, if, if they don't do it right?
0: Oh, you've got a problem with what the judge did? Just complain to the Judicial Conduct Committee. They'll care. Yeah, it's a bunch of judges. Right, they actually did do that. Somebody did try that. They tried complaining about one of the uh, out-of-control judges up here, and of course, they bounced it back and said, yeah, screw you. No problem. Videotape
1: going insane within seconds all right so we started the show out uh
0: talking about something we intended to discuss we haven't gotten to it till now the very final segment this silly nonsense uh online tax revolt.com if you thought it was too much work to actually get out, make a sign, and stand somewhere out in the hot sun and, uh, you know, actually do something to, uh, to try to change the system. And again, I don't really think that uh, protests are particularly effective at changing anything. But I do think there's some value from a social aspect that you get to meet other people of like mind and network and that kind of thing. Or at least people that have some interest in, uh, in, in common. But this new version of a protest isn't going to have to involve any of that. Let me just read their pitch from uh, OnlineTextRevolt.com, the about page. This is from a couple of different talk show hosts. There is a massive rejection of the established powers taking place in our country. Americans are mad as hell, and we're not going to take any more. Oh, yeah, they are. <laughs> the online tax revolt is about sending a clear message to Washington that we are a growing and vocal movement that is calling for real change. It sounds like they've adopted the same tactics as the people they are against. Yeah, uh, I hope they're right. The first ever online tax revolt, a free interactive march on Washington, has launched or was launched using state-of-the-art technology. Concerned Americans can have a voice on tax policy, culminating on April 15th with events in Washington, D.C. The online tax revolt is open to every American who believes taxes and spending are out of control, harmful to our country, and a threat to our nation's future. Of course, these are the same people who didn't think that there was any problem with the uh, out-of-control spending during the Bush administration. It's Only now that there's a problem, now that uh, a Democrat is in office. We need taxes that are lower and a tax structure that's fair. We're in serious trouble and it falls to us to get the nation back on track. Meaning, elect Republicans. Uh, Because, yeah, the Republicans really reduced taxes when they were in charge, right? Yeah. Oh, no, actually, as we saw last night, the, uh, the... National debt rose from five trillion to ten trillion under the Bush administration, and uh, the Bush administration dramatically increased the size of government. Hey, I'm not saying the Democrats are uh, are any better. They're not rolling back the government either. But right, don't pretend like the the Republicans are going to do anything.
1: It's difficult to know
0: what to do. All you have to do is log not, in, on. Voting is certainly is not what's working. Choose an avatar and have it march to the nation's capital. Participants can march individually or in teams. Team I did leaders. It. Team leaders will be announced in the coming weeks, and then they talk about how Michael Reagan and Neil Bortz and all these talk show hosts are, are going to be leading these online marches. I signed what up. What is the point of this crap? What well, is I, the point of this, beyond no, no.
1: promoting Neil Bortz's talk radio show? I can't imagine what the, what they hope to accomplish. I, I couldn't tell you. It's ludicrous. Let's
0: go to your phone call. Scott is listening to WNYY in Ithaca. Welcome, Scott. You're on Free Talk Live.
12: Hey, yeah, it was ironic that you brought up uh, NYY in Ithaca, and I just happened to turn the radio on, but... I think we're on the same piece of paper, and I have to be—it's a slippery slope of what I want to communicate because I'm not trying to necessarily beat, you know, my own drum here. But oh, beat away—we don't mind. Well, but let, let me point out, we the,
0: only have about a minute left, so go ahead with your thoughts.
12: Okay, sorry, I'll try to uh, consolidate. The no um, the only way that we're going to change Washington is. If we get people elected to Washington, not only not taking lobby money, Barack Obama said he didn't take lobby money. He took a lot of individual money from insurance companies, banks, you know, pharmaceutical, everything else. And so if we have people that are elected to in Washington, D.C., in the Senate and the House, without all that stuff, basically, and actually have shows like yourself, have candidates on that actually want to be elected that way, you may not agree on every single issue that the, <laughs> the people are trying to do but that is the way to change washington dc well, and all y- the things that you're talking you about know, Scott, i, I myself personally am a mix between democratic republican libertarian and Scott, republican i Asian. wish
0: we had more time to get into this if, if you make a note and call us back tomorrow night we're on from nine to ten every night there on uh in ithaca on wnyy i'd, I'd love to get into this in more detail because i don't believe you can change washington i think that uh washington well, whoever, is, whoever makes
1: the rules is going to make the loophole so yeah. that they can get funded in the way they want it, it is I mean, what it we, is the Individuals may wait we, we can talk about what would be a great idea, and I think what you 're talking about does sound like a pretty good idea, but it 's the old fantasy we'll never of, get it
0: <laughs> it 's the old fantasy of elect the right people this time we just need to elect the right people, and they will change this uh, inherently corrupt system. The fact is, the people that seek these offices, for the most part, are corrupt already, or they are subject to corruption. Power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely, and there is absolute power available to them in Washington, D.C. There are very rare exceptions to that rule. Ron Paul may be one of them, and I wish we had more time to talk to you, so call us tomorrow night if you get a chance. We'd love to hear more from you and the rest of our listeners anywhere else you are, so uh, don't hesitate to pick up the phone and get interactive with this program, but not right now because we're out of time. It's been Ian with you and Mark back tomorrow night online in the meantime at Free Talk
4: You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online
8: at varadio.com.